Good. Hey, y'all, Black African Power, man. What's good? What's happening, man? Man, we on a late night hangout. All right. And 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 as the story goes, a well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time, man. Uh, y'all know what it is. And so I've just been really looking at the behavior of the community lately. And it's very, very interesting. Um, when you see how how much we study and how hard we fight, you know what I'm saying, to kind of figure out, you know, what direction should we go and what information help us stand up strong against the misinformation. Newsflash, right? When when Indo-Europeans come amongst us or anybody else come amongst us, I'm gonna let y'all know right now, this information ain't no different than the church when it comes down to it, because people still aren't changing their behaviors. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we'll get we we we're suffering from the exact same things that we claim we left. Like giving other people more respect than you give yourself and your people. And it's very, very confusing. Um so I say it all the time. It's being a big brother, you know, I say when 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 you're fighting against something, and we all claim to fight against oppression and racism, white supremacy. Hell, the United States government admits that racism, white supremacy is still heavily prevalent. President of the United States said it. So we ain't saying nothing new, right? And so when you develop concepts and ideas based around fighting racism, white supremacy, there is only one way you can tell if what you're doing has start to reprogram the minds of the people when the people don't change their behavior just because someone else other than self come, comes amongst them. And if they change based off of the fact that someone else comes amongst them, you know that whatever program you're setting forth ain't working up here. So we had several shows with Harry. Hey, Harry, Harry, several shows with Harry. And the Hebrew Israelites prove without a shadow of a doubt that whatever they're studying does not change the mindset because Harry got the utmost respect. Yeah, he certainly did. Last night on Clom's show, Clom had an excellent show. Uh, had Young Pharaoh. Um, uh, he's just disappointing. He has to get his weight up before I ever would really decide to debate him. And as of now, I can't really accept that debate based off of the fact that when we had our mortal enemy amongst us, he sided with him. He amened him. Amen. Every time the white boy says something, aha, master, like, I can't take that. When the European stepped in the room, First of all, somebody had to get a European that link. So someone amongst us is not even playing fair. So he gets the link to come amongst us, right? And he comes with this corny-ass debate style. Now, I'm smelling him a mile away, all right? He comes off uh, with that passive aggression. I can smell it a mile away, man, all right? Like he's being calm and cool, but he's not. He's being very arrogant. And he's trying to transform the platform we're on. Thanks to Kalam, you know what I'm saying? Kalam did what he was supposed to do, right? Kalam actually, 
played fair, meaning he kept it like he always keep it. He didn't change what he was doing. See, I don't expect you to change what you're doing because a white person coming around. I expect you to do the same goddamn thing you've been doing. Now, if you if you beefing with me, talking shit about me, I expect that you stop immediately. But if you're conducting your show because it's business, right, I expect that show to be conducted the same way. The European come in. First, he starts off with the lie. Here's the lie. He didn't want to identify who he was. Hiding. Right? Come on with a goddamn picture of Ben-Hur, Planet of the Eight guy, Ten Commandments guy, right? And acting like he's not that guy. He's not a white guy. So he lied first point. Second point, he comes off as if he was the authority. Now, I talked about the A side. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Let me, let me rewind back a little bit. When the European got in unbeknown to me, right? How he got in, I don't know, right? I immediately stopped beating up young Pharaoh. The question is why? Because now all my attention must be placed on the European. Whatever dispute I got against him, I don't have that dispute no more. Because now this is a this is a village setting. You know, an African village, they debate ideas and concepts. It's just what we do. But when a foreign entity comes amongst you, right, the debate must stop based off of the level of integrity that we must show for each other in the village setting. So my attention immediately went off of Pharaoh and focusing on the Indo-European, like I supposed to. That's what I supposed to do. It's called lead by example. Young Pharaoh didn't get the memo, right? He was a menin. Now he a menin master. That's right, master. You're right. Get him. Who does that? Right? So I'm going to play this clip to show you exactly what I'm talking about. Now, here's where you get into trouble. The reason I'm not going to be able to take that debate with young Pharaoh right now, right? Because he's absolutely ignorant of subject matter. He allowed the Indo-European to come in and misconstrued what natural selection was. He actually lied and made it up. He would never uh, present uh, um, a quote-unquote uh, source, right? Uh, he, he, he made up some shenanigans about how uh, mutations occur, and as mutations build, they build some kind of hierarchy. Like, what the fuck is that? That's not evolution. Evolution don't teach because something has mutated. It all of a sudden gets on a higher platform or a hierarchy is being formed. It doesn't teach that, right? Absolutely positively, that's not what evolution teaches. Absolutely positively, uh, mutations and all that ain't ain't what they call a natural natural selection. Is basically um, I'm gonna get the, the definition for you so we can stay right on task with it. But the definition that the Indo-European gave for natural selection wasn't even the damn definition for natural selection. Nowhere near, nowhere close to it. Um, but the problem with it was is that young Pharaoh, not even understanding the information, right? Amen to shit. A amen a false definition of natural selection. And anybody that study evolution know that evolution that, that natural selection is not evolution. Natural selection is a mechanism within evolution, like sexual selection, like horizontal gene transfer 
These are all mechanisms that make up evolution. No, no modern scientist today argues you over evolution. They argue the mechanisms, the different things that help push evolution forward. That's what the conversation be based off of, right? So natural selection, real quick, right, is uh, the differential survival and reproduction of individuals due to differences in phenotype. It is the key mechanism of evolution. All right, the change in heritable traits of a population over time. That's all that is, man. That's all natural selection is. Not the shenanigans that the end of European brought, that young pharaoh, amen, all wrong and crazy. So that's just disrespect of the African village. And so we got to get our behavior intact to start to recognize that even if I was on the platform going back and forth with a black Hebrew and a white Christian comes into the room, I'm in, and I'm a real black atheist, let me make it even harder. If a white atheist came in the room, right, and I'm debating back and forth with one of my black Hebrew Israelite brothers, I'm immediately get out of that frame. And I'm immediately turn my attention, right, to the Indo-European. Because first of all, he ain't got no, no business being there amongst us when we're learning and teaching and trying to figure out mechanisms to refute racism and white supremacy. He ain't got no business being there. Second of all, here's the rule. If you go outside with your brother, right, brother, sister, family, and they just so happen to be wrong as two left feet, right, against a foreigner, something one outside the family, you got to support them in that. And you wait till you get home, let them know you was wrong at two left feet. But under no circumstance do you leave your brother and sister out there to get beat down at whatever. Who does that? The Jewish community certainly wouldn't do it. Under no circumstance would you see Harry, right, bust out and break out his family. You should have watched that debate. He didn't do it. He talked about some shit that had absolutely nothing to do with going against his family. He wouldn't do it, right? The Korean community, you never see the Korean community do this. They keep their shit in private. They will never amen your black ass for nothing. They just don't do it, right? And so we end the scenario on Kalam's show where I'm trying to show how it is you're supposed to act, right, when the foreign entity comes amongst you. Young Pharaoh, amen. So I want to play this clip on his amen. Until he learned and recognize that no matter what kind of differences we have as African men, right, the differences must be put to the side when, quote unquote, thing that we fighting against is there. Can y'all see my screen? Yeah. Yeah, we can see. Yeah, we can see. I don't know. Let me get this right, man. All right, y'all. I see. Let me play this. Let me play this. Amen. Huh? Super size. All right. You can see it. 
Absolutely. Now, that is exactly what the theory of evolution uh, presents. Now, I'm not somebody who happens to agree with that. But what do you agree with? Who do you agree with? Uh, I believe that the best explanation for the origin of complex design would be either an agent or uh, an intelligence, rather than randomness accounting for the accumulation of functional That's information right. and DNA information right. and DNA that's a fact. Okay, so basically you That's a fact. Amen. <laughs> Make me feel good. See what I'm saying? That's a fact. He literally jumped, he came out his goddamn seat to tell the white boy that's a damn fact that he himself don't even know what the goddamn facts is around evolution. Else he wouldn't even be arguing with that. And I suppose to debate him. No, he's out of order. Came up out of seat. As a master, get him. I'm almost thinking he brought the white boy in here. <laughs> That's a fact. What's a fact? Like, I would never do that. Never catch me out there like that. Trust me with that. Believe that. And that's a motherfucking fact. So let me tell you what the A side is, right? So we can get this clear on what I'm talking about when I say we the A side and why the reprogramming is so important. When we start to navigate through the world from the position of the A side, right? We never allow other people to dictate or mandate or mandate, right? what our culture should be, what our culture should adhere to, and how we should feel about situations. Because we're the A-side. Just like a football team. A football team that's champions understand it's a certain way they play. And they never play from a position of fear. So the A-side, African culture that's been around 185,000 years, Right? Before any mutation occurred that caused the African to go pale, right? Should never allow that side to come in and tell them how they should observe the world. Now, for the life of me, I'm trying to understand why people don't understand that the idea and concept that anybody would call God, nature, or anything you want to is a concept that is developed by human beings on the planet in certain geographical regions. It's an idea. The great master teacher, Dr. Ben said, man created God. What did he mean by that? He was trying to let you know that human beings write down through word of mouth, through divine writings, whatever you want to call it, they write down ideas and concepts explaining how they felt like they came into being. Call it mythology, call it legend, call it folklore, whatever you want, whatever it is, behind any God, behind any idea and concept, there are human beings. So then if a white boy, watch this, if a white boy comes amongst you, you do not allow him to tell you about their idea and concept 
and his limited understanding on what he think a God is and what a God should be. He could never question you that. I'm like Shaka Zulu on his motherfucking ass. Remember how Shaka Zulu was? I don't understand this white man. He's crazy. No matter how hard they tried to explain to him about their God, he never comprehended it. It made no sense to him. He was like, hell, then I must be that then. Because he was the A side. And he operated from a position of power, at least in his mind mentally. He was mentally strong enough to know that. Remember, Jacques Azulu never fought against the Europeans. Why? Because he was strong. His nation was strong and powerful. And he always operated as the A side. Because you can be a strong and powerful nature, nation and still operate from the B side. Like they get mad at, at, at South, I think it's South Korea all the time because they're not listening. We're just not listening to you. You can't embargo, put an embargo on me for trying to create a web. I'm not even listening to you. North Korea. North Korea. Correct. So when the European come in trying to debate me on a God, how are you going to debate me on a God? I don't even know your God. I'm not even listening to that. That is outside of African thought whenever you try to separate anything that creates outside of nature, that's a non-cipher and that's non-African. I tried to explain it to the white boy over and over again, but he refused to understand me because he wanted to be the A-side and he wasn't listening to me. So he don't got to listen to me because I'm definitely not listening to him. And so you see two forces not listening to each other. I'm not bowing down, and he's surely not bowing down, but the Negro pins amongst us couldn't understand that, and you can read it in the comments. Unk's not answering this question. I did answer the little son of a bitch question. I absolutely did. I told him that's not in the realm of African thought to separate anything outside of nature. So whatever you want to call it, you can call it boo-boo on a stick, nature, netaru, the high power force, whatever the hell it is, it would have to be thoroughly integrated in everything at all times. Meaning you would have to be part of that. It couldn't be that thing up here and you down here. That makes no sense. Whatever it is, it would have to be the same thing at all times, just diversified. Because that's what the natural world teaches, that everything is everything and everything is inter interconnected. And it's interconnected for a reason, because of it helps in the diversity. Why don't we get that? We are the A-side. We always have been. Why should we allow? And I don't get it. Like, I say I'm a real black atheist. I'm anti-Theos. I'm anti-Greek culture. I'm anti-European culture. So when a white boy coming in, I told him, I said, I am anti-you. I am anti-your culture. He tried to tell me, no, 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 that's not what atheist is. It's most certainly is. We got to start thinking, yo. Start playing from the A-side. The A-side dictate their thoughts and their beliefs. At least control what you can control. You, can, you might can't control the food markets, but you can control the most powerful thing you got, and that's your mind. Never allow a foreign entity come amongst you and dictate what it is and what it's not. And, oh, did we forget 
that at the beginning of the conversation, the white boy absolutely said he was a Christian. So we already know what paradigm it fall into. So no matter what he say, throwing an intelligent designer on it, which is deceitful, right? Because he's a Christian and his God has a son. So to come in and try to act like that ain't what he's talking about after he said he was a Christian is a lie. And I got you, soul of mine, in the black radio. Yeah, 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 use a Negro pen too. Because you are one of the ones, you and Pharaoh, let's get this straight. You and Pharaoh absolutely positively teach that the white man is the devil. Hmm. So the white man is the devil based off of what you teach. We know what the devil is. First of all, a devil can't be reformed. Second of all, a devil don't tell the truth. Third of all, a devil is mischief, lie, fake, all the above. So if a white man is talking to Brother Unk on a panel and you feel like he won, how could that be? Because if he's the devil, obviously he lied. And he lied so well that he convinced everybody if you say the white man's the devil. So you would say the white man's the devil, of course he didn't beat Unk. Because he was lying. Because he's the devil, right? Ain't that right, young Pharaoh? Is that not what you teach, that the white man is the devil? So if the white man's the devil, how could you literally lift up out your seat? Amen to that. Really? I don't teach that. I teach that right information is right information. But y'all witness against yourself. So you can go ahead and make 100 videos in the black video. Y'all been doing that shit anyway. Crazy. Go ahead and make the free commercials. I'm good with that. It's just very, very interesting how we don't know how to operate through the lenses of the African paradigm. We have not learned that yet. My information teach me whenever there's a foreign entity amongst us, all the religion should go out the door. Every every title that we call, that we carry amongst each other, all that should go out the door, and we put our attention to the foreign entity. This is an African village setting right here. We come from around the world to sit down and to collaborate our ideas and concepts amongst each other. Learn that. There's a thing called a strainer, and it strains out what it wants you to strain out. So if you're a European and you create a European strainer, and anything that goes to that strainer gets filtered out to end up European. That's what they do. Use your African strainer to strain out anything that is anti-African. Understand that. So we have not learned what it is to operate from the damn A side. If you can't do it physically, you got to be able to at least start thinking that to pass that idea on to your babies so that your babies don't walk around the world or walk through the neighborhoods feeling inferior. We suffer from inferiority complexes because we think whatever system they got is definitely better. It makes no sense. So the young Pharaoh, you go in with that bullshit. Go debate yourself because you're just dumb. Take some time out. Learn about evolution. Soul of mine, the In the Whack Radio, 
Go ahead and make 10 more, 13 more uh, videos about me. I'm appreciating the free commercials, right? But how can you amen the devil? Interesting. Very, very interesting. And so now we see why I constructed a system called Real Black Atheism because it erases everything. It gives you a clean slate to sit down and start to think about some shit. I've always said, why can't we develop ideas and concepts based around what's going on in 2016? We all know what happened to us. Why do people get so mad when I'm anti they God? When I'm anti the very thing that they gave you, no matter what you say, you didn't come to North America with that idea and that concept. Someone came in and gave that to you. And that someone used that to kidnap you and enslave you culturally. That's what they took from you. They took it from you culturally. And by the way, I'm absolutely tired of people talking about they teach in African culture. You're not. You're teaching the fucking occult. You're teaching Hinduism. You're teaching everything but African culture. And you're looking at the world through the strainer of racism, white supremacy. So it's all good. One day y'all figure that shit out. Haters keep hating. Because I'm going to keep standing. And those who want to have the ability to think for themselves will have the ability to think for themselves. And I'll continue to let you think that I'm studying the white man's science. Like now it's a science that was developed by white people. The last goddamn time, and I know this ain't gonna be the last goddamn time, there is no such thing as white science. There is no such thing as white science. That's dumb to even say that. Science, simply put, is the observation of nature to observe facts and to put them facts together to try to reach some type of fucking conclusion. As a matter of fact, the only way to compete against the European is with science. You can't humna, 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 humna him away. You can't stir him down. You can't light a candle him down. You just can't do it. You would have to have some type of science and some, te some type of technology and some type of moral code that would teach you whenever he come amongst you to don't side with him. Very, very interesting that, man. So, anybody want to get in this conversation? You can surely do that. Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, I happen to be a witness to uh, the account. And that particular video by uh, Kalam and, and you being invited on the show, um, I hope that, sh that particular episode gets viewed a million times 
by youth because it was a breath of fresh air. Um, it was good to see a man standing on a square, upright and perpendicular, and standing on the A side, knowing who he is and where he came from and, and how he was primal or prime, the optimal prime, and not allowing that which came later, the white man, to uh, interject his viewpoint upon Brother Unk. And the, Brother Unk answered every question fully and smashed him, if you ask me, um, and to the point to where the white boy ran away. He, he, he got flustered and upset, slightly upset. He showed it. He was trying to be smooth and, 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 and be, like, like Brother Unk said, passive-aggressive like they always do. And uh, it was a great uh, visual and audible tool for youth to listen to to know how to deal with that which has been a mortal enemy of the African or the black man. It's, it's just interesting, man. And like in this community, this thing we do, either we just bang on there ain't no damn God, or you at least would make the goddamn God black. So if there's a white man in this motherfucker talking about a God, he only talking about a white God. What else could he have been talking about? How could I lose that? Niggas is just stupid. You should read the comments. Not everybody. Not the majority of everybody. You feeling me? Not everybody. But just a few Negro pins. Kills me dead. <laughs> I mean, kills me dizzy. I mean, really. I mean, I'm just trying to really figure out, like, the white guy has a white Jesus. Why would I accept that? <laughs> Why would I even remotely accept that? Why? And Brother Arm, mm -hmm. I, I want to state another correction. You stated that uh, he, he came forthright and said that he was a Christian. No, yeah. I was impressed because you sniffed him out and asked him point blank, what viewpoint are you, what are you coming, where are you coming from? What is your belief? And he tried to tap dance and then he said uh, design, uh, uh, intelligent design. And then that's when you jumped right on him and said, you're a Christian. Yep. And he fessed up. And I was impressed by I thought he was more coming from a scientific point of view, but I knew he was leaning, uh, uh, he was playing games and trying to uh, switch the conversation and have us look at us, you know, his point of view, his, his way. And uh, I was impressed by how you immediately sniffed it out and pulled his car. But I went over his head. He thought he was going to hit me with the good old genetic fallacy shit. Look, you little son of a bitch. You create that word when you run across somebody that just told you that we're 185,000 years into this motherfucking thing. And our culture been around for 185,000 years before your ass mutated. The real answer to the fucking question was, what about the mutations? Nigga, you the proof about the fucking mutations. Go look at your damn self in the fucking mirror. 
That's the real goddamn truth. It is obvious that fucking uh, natural selection occurs based off the way your ass look. But one thing I do know, ain't no damn genetic motherfucking fallacy. That our culture is what it is. 185,000 years of looking at the world, the natural world, and work and problem solving. Science can't solve everything. He said science can't solve everything. Science never proclaims to solve everything. Science simply says, right, it's a way of solving problems and a way of learning constantly. That's what science is. It's a tool for learning nature. And as nature uh, uh, reveals herself, right, based off of having better technology, based off of having better understanding, based off of looking at a problem long enough, right, then problems will be solved. But it doesn't say every fucking problem is going to get solved with the old snap of the finger. So no, George. Science does not proclaim that it solves every problem, every problem. But science is the only way. The observer of nature, the observation of nature, is the only way to solve natural problems. So until we get a motherfucking uh, uh, supernatural motherfucking problem, we'll just stick to the natural problem solving. And that's something we gotta get in out here too. We are a natural people. You've never heard me say anything outside of that. We are natural people connected to everything. So for all y'all that want to talk about they teach that monkey shit, my thing to you is let's just say we did fucking come for monkeys. So fucking what? I don't have a problem with any motherfucking monkey, any motherfucking living fucking organism. Because I understand that everything is everything and everything can be used as a teaching tool. Man, Europeans are a primary study tool for me. Study them all the time. They study you more than you study yourself. Have you not been to a museum lately? Museums are storehouses of African artifacts. I'm going to say this again. Museums are storehouses around the world of millions and millions and millions of African artifacts. Why would I debate somebody on that? What is evolution to the African? What is evolution to the European? The same goddamn thing that the European know for him to study the African and figure out why was this particular AMH Homo sapiens sapien the one that survived out of all the other human species that exist on Earth, why was this finished African and continue to move on African? Why was he able to transform as he traversed around the planet? That is what evolution is. Evolution is the study of African people and how they transform through all natural conditions. So evolution is the study of African culture. That's why Dr. Ben, John V. Clark, and all them pushed us in that direction because they knew that is the that is the astute scientific study of African people all the way down to the genetic micro level. And this is showed in evolution. It gets to the very biological mechanism of why you are African and why you are who you are. Why would I fight against that? Why would I fight against something that is constantly teaching you about who you are, which you forgot that you was the A side? 
Hmm. Somebody told you the evolution meant the fact that you changed, you got better or worse? That's not evolution. Evolution does not teach that because you come after something, you're somehow better or somehow worse. Evolution teaches you that mutations occur, right, because whatever mutation helps you to pass on your genes is the mutation that is passed on and on and on. This is evolution, and they always get it wrong, and no matter how many times I say that shit, they're going to get it wrong. Somebody going to say, man, they say we come from others. Somebody going to say, man, devil devolution. Somebody going to say, man, the fact that the European teaches evolution because he knows that he's at, the, he's at the end of the evolutionary process, that makes him superior. Find that shit in peer review work, you will not. And for all the naysayers that want to debunk evolution, you can't debunk science without science. Why would I debate that? It's a dumbass beat-down debate. I'm going to do it eventually when I feel like beating them down. But since I'm the A-side and I understand that, I'm going to take my time with that. And I'm going to tell you right now, Come in here with that intelligent design shit. I'm going to start taking you to Beaver Court. I'm going to take you right there where the shit was defeated in court, where science defeated that shit. I'm not going to keep running around with motherfuckers making up shit. I ain't doing it. The shit already been debunked. I'm not doing it. The black community is like the last motherfuckers to get the memo. Now everybody trying to turn to intelligent design. I'm going to do a history of fucking intelligent design. I'm going to bring this information out. So let's see. On this side... I'm a raw squad, right? On this side, fucking pseudos. Fucking pseudos saying they teach the white boy shit. They teach the white boy science. They all say it. I routinely show how science, based off of papyrus that predate anything European, it's talking about the scientific method. Did I not do this? Niggas act like they don't see that. You never hear them refute that. They run around that shit. They never talk about that shit. I show them an African idea in the form of a woman that says science. Damn, nobody want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about the translation of Ujau, the mathematical papyrus. They don't want to talk about that. No, they don't. Which clearly shows that these brothers and sisters, right, are actually the caretakers and the origin of science. And the idea and concept in the form of a woman, you want to call it deity, whatever you want, talking about science, the pulling the rope ceremony, it shows you her laying down the foundation with her husband, Tahuti. You can't get around that. See, I don't have to have trick them shit. Well, you trick a nigga in the scholarship. I don't have to hide my references so I can trick you on a day of debate. I can tell you all the shit I got. Can't get around that. Uh, uh, uh. You can't get around it. That's why I can tell you everything. I can tell the whole world what I'm going to use. Absolutely. So don't nobody want to talk about that, but do you hear him say it all the time? They teach white boy 
science. Okay, what about the whole world? United States doesn't, doesn't even lead in science. You got Chinese, you got everybody, right? You got, you, man, I can put right now a chart that shows you that the Africans practice science. Yeah, but that's right, man, control the information. Look, listen, man, listen, man, we're not dumb. We clearly understand that in the 1800s, the white boy, they was going to Harvard, right, supposedly in science class, teaching that the black man was a monkey. You know what I'm saying? I think they said we was the monkey, said they was the gorilla. No, they said we was the gorilla, they was a the monkey, and the Chinese was the damn chimpanzee, some dumbass shit like that. And we know they taught in Harvard and Yale that the black man was inferior. We they in science class, but guess what? That wasn't even science class. That was pseudo motherfucking science. It wasn't science. It wasn't testable results that you can uh, do over and over again. The different people can take those same, uh, 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 same, same information, same testable results, and test them again and again and come up with the same results. That's not what that was. That was they was doing like y'all niggas doing right now, making up shit. Guessing. I surmise based off of their color that they inferior. They was doing that. That wasn't science. And we know they used that to get into the enslaving, uh, 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 to get into, my fault, the kidnapping trade and make thousands and thousands, millions of dollars. We know they was doing that in Harvard and Yale. We're not slow. We're not slow. And we know white people fudge numbers and do all that shit. They lock scientists up all the time. Y'all didn't know that? Yeah, they catch their little ass. Because you know why? Because science corrects science. You can always catch them. But if you stand on the sideline talking that shit, the niggas, Negro peers be talking, you can't correct them. There is no such thing as white boy science. Science lies. They were trying. Wait a minute. You can go to Pildown Man, where quote unquote scientists tried to falsify paleontology. They absolutely did. They act like there was a they found a mantle, right, which is the jawbone, call it mantle and paleontology, and a skull, right? And they said, this is the missing link. Right? This shit went on for about 30, 20 years. But what y'all don't know is, right, is that the scientific community, right, first of all, you got scientists Paleontologists saying that they found a missing lake in Europe and Piltdown Europe. Or it was called Piltdown, I believe, right? Trying to falsify some shit, right? Trying to put together a missing link type of thing, right? What y'all don't know is, is that right in the Journal of Nature, and I'm going to show that, it clearly shows that a year after that shit came out, that other scientists were saying, no, 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 no. That absolutely looks like a chimpanzee mantle and a human skull. And we don't agree with that. Y'all know I can pull that up when it's time to pull that up. So even 
as scientists was trying to trick the dumbass community and the science, you had other scientists checking their work and were saying no. They later on used some type of chlorophyll or some type of uh, dating process. I think it was chlorine, something they used, and they figured out that the shit wasn't old at all, and they ended up stripping them of, you know what I'm saying, they, 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 they said it was fraudulent. Uh, the white boy got this brand banned and all that shit. So it was science that corrects that. So we're not dumb. We're not dumb at all. We see white people. We see black people. We see everybody. Because we see not with our eyes, not with our ears. We see with the testable data. Did you not know, even in the court of law, an eyewitness testimony ain't even the fucking best testimony? Because the motherfucker see the shit based off of his fucking perspective. Yeah. They got something called forensics. And even when forensics make a mistake, because there's an article right now, right, uh, in a journal of nature, people don't even get that shit, man. The article is really talking about how as they learn more and more about DNA, like DNA get people off. Like sometimes, even when you think that DNA belongs to a certain person, that they found out that certain times that shit might be wrong. But it's science correcting fucking science. <laughs> yeah. All right, I see you say 1912. With a pill down. Yeah. And y'all know I got the journal nature, man. And it's right there in the journal. As a matter of fact, I even got a damn um got a slide, man. But niggas act like they don't be seeing that shit. This shit is funny to me, man. How that work. Where you at, Ujao? Yeah, hotel, hotel. Let me let me do this. I'm calling out Team Osiris. Alright? I'm challenging Team Osiris to a goddamn debate. I just got to do it. All right? I have no choice in the matter. I got to do it. I got to challenge Team Osiris to a, bait, to a debate on the ethnicity of the goddamn Egyptians and on the goddamn language. I just got to do that. I got to do it. All right? We're in the community. We're in the public's eye, man, and people are watching us. And they want to know... How is it that Team Osiris is debunking Theophile Banger? They want to know that. I want to know how y'all doing that shit. I see you. So we did it in the public. We might as well finish that shit in the public. I ain't talking about no bullshit. I'm talking about let's get straight to the information. Team Osiris, now it's time for y'all to put your big boy shoes on. Y'all want to challenge big boys? Oh, here we go. Now we see. We're going to find out. In this corner, we got Smash Rockwells, Jonathan Owens, uh, Saul Hotep, Ujau. Mm. I'm sitting back watching. On this side, you got Ngasi and Gozi, Khufu, Chris. Where you at, Chris? Chris, I really see you, Chris. Yeah, hey, Chris, I see you for real, Chris. 
I definitely see you, Chris. You ain't even never called me, man. Hey, Gullah don't run. We're going to get this good hangout going, man. How long y'all need, man? Hey, that's going to be a fun one for y'all to watch. Y'all get y'all popcorn on that. When y'all see brothers, right, like minds, like information, get it in. That's going to be fun. And Gozy gonna be in the middle, like and Gozy like in the middle. He like he like this and shit. You know what I mean? He can and Gozy can jump on both sides and fight back and forth. You know how Gozy do, man. That's Murder Row though. You know what I'm saying? Ujao, Nedaneb, <laughs> Smash Rockwells, Asaho Tep, Sanjay the Jedi. That's Murder Goddamn Row. Doctor Mayat. That's Murder Row right there, man. Yeah, man. You know, I love Timo Osiris, man. I do, man. I love the Masi Warrior Clan, man. So when the, if the Masi Warrior Clan start start getting out on uh, uh, some serious some serious elders, then you know we have to step up like that, yo. And so just like if the Amaral Squad start getting out on some serious elders, like we got out on Walter Williams, which we have, and Walter was right, y'all supposed to step up, man. Because at the end of the day, man, the truth got to be that. We love our elders. Y'all making a mistake. You got Theophile Banger. Serious. Serious dude. Man, he's a little bit better than Diaz, man. That's going to be a good debate, man. So we're going to debate on the Afro-Asiatic language. It should be called, watch this. Y'all y'all in checkmate right off the bat. Should it be called Afro-Asiatic, right? Or Negro, what is, what's it called, uh, Ujao? Negro Egyptian. Really, black Egyptian. Yeah. And for a side note, we'll throw in is Samaria, the oldest form of right. I was in the museum. I seen it with my own eyes. I'm going to hold that back, though. I seen it with my own eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be fun, man. I think Timo Sav is going to grow up after this one, yo. They're going to really, you know what I'm saying? They're going to get some, they're going to get a couple shots in, man. Because that's Team Motherfucking Osiris. And they ain't nothing to fuck with. That's for damn sure. Timo Sav ain't nothing to fuck with, yo. Trust me with that. They not. But you got to know, you got to already know who the Amaral squad is. So we'll figure out how much time we need for that, man. We'll do it right in public since the whole goddamn thing is out in front of the public anyway, yo. We're going to have some rules of this. Ain't going to be no cussing at each other. It won't be no disrespecting each other because we love each other, yo. This will be a learning experience because the people are asking me, so is it Afro-Asiatic, unk? Are the Egyptians black, unk? Are they? <laughs> what is that noise? <laughs> what was that? That was a lion. <laughs> lion. <laughs> now you fell asleep. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, my allergies are missed. Yeah, allergies. That was a motherfucking bear came out this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, allergy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're gonna set the date for that, man. I'll contact Kufu, man. 
you know, Kufu put that type shit together, man. Um, you know, I don't know how the fuck we gonna deal with Ngozi motherfucking ass, man. God dang. Gonna be the hog. Mm. I don't know. Fuck it. We'll figure out a way, man. Anyway, it's gonna be fun, man. So we gonna set that up, man. You know what I mean? Um, it's just some shit we do every now and then to clear the air. You know, we're having inner squad debate. That's all it is, man. Um, you know, and then the Mossy clan can jump on whatever side they want to jump on based off the information, what they think, what side they want to help, and we'll get it in and it'll be some good shit. Because, cause, hell, I'm tired of dealing with dumb motherfuckers, man. See, motherfuckers is dumb. I'm tired of fucking with dumb. I can't even debate dumb motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? That shit ain't sharp with me at all. That shit get me dumb. Shit. I feel like I'm turning dumb talking to motherfuckers. For hell. You know, Timo Sivers needs some work any goddamn way. All right. Strapping up y'all goddamn boots, Timo Sivers. Y'all should be saying this, motherfucker. Strapping that shit up. Here we motherfucker come. All right. There will be no disrespecting of any team. No dis no no fucking name calling. If you do that, you're immediately eliminated and won't be allowed to participate. No bullshit. All right. Straight work, straight homework, straight scholarship. All right, you already know, man, what it is. Don't go nowhere, gonna get you where you at, goddammit. You always throwing them posts in there, yo. And you know you're my motherfucking man, yo. Make sure you're on deck. Don't don't get lost, Kufu. Don't get lost. I know it goes ain't going no motherfucking way, yo. He gonna be right there, right? Hey, bye. All right, y'all strap it up, Timo Cyrus, young boys. Yeah, I think everybody keep thinking we boxing and fighting, man. The young guys be thinking we playing some kind of fucking basketball game or some kind of wrestling or running fast game. This ain't what we doing, man. If it was that, y'all niggas probably win, man. That ain't what we doing. We're using this. Modern science tell you that you're still sharp as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do for a very, very, very long time. As a matter of fact, I'm starting to catch my motherfucking prime. 49. Yeah. Starting to be right with it. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there to the public since it's unfolded in front of the goddamn public. It is what this goddamn is. All right. So rules of engagement, no disrespect, no fucking name calling. We stay strict to the fucking information, right? And be true to who the fuck we is so that people can really see how information is displayed. We'll be perfect gentlemen in this. That's what it is. Anybody breaking the motherfucking rules, you're fucking out of there. And I ain't fucking with you no more. So that's just what it is, man. Ujjal, you want to add something to that? Um, no, nah, I think you, um, you know, I think you did it. You said it all. Uh, you know, I, I think it would be good for something like this because, like you said, there's comments being made on Facebook, and a lot of people, Facebook has become, uh, you know, the, the uh, reality TV for a lot of people. And some people don't know how to take the comments and things. Some people take comments to heart. And, and uh, you know, and it's, it's just different than talking in person because you can't, you can't really, you know, you can't see a person's body gestures and emotions. So some people take things the wrong way or whatever. So it's good to have a, um, a nice uh, intellectual discussion to clear the air and to, and to educate the people and to show people uh, what it takes in order to um, advance a certain claim. Because I'm, I'm seeing claims being made by people who are not competent in certain areas or they try to uh, transfer competency in, in one thing over to another um, without doing the knowledge on certain things. Like me, myself, I, I, I couldn't speak intelligently 
about uh, genetics or biology because that's not that's not my focus. That's not my um, that's just not my thing. So I wouldn't dare, um, you know, go you know go hard and dare to make claims if I'm not well studied. That would that would just be like uh, academic suicide. But uh, some some of some people do that. Um, some people I see pseudo people just just start commenting about things they have no knowledge of. And I'm not saying that uh, Timo Cyrus or anybody. I'm saying just just period on YouTube, Facebook or whatever. So having this conversation, it'll kind of you know show people. Um, at least a sneak peek or um, you know a snapshot of what it takes to really um, present an argument and to um, and educate and teach people you know as far as especially um, methodology you know um, I think that's what the people need you know we, we've got we got to get it back we got to get that back I see people making these claims and you know they, they can't um, speak on it they, they don't know enough about the information so um, the main topic, you know, I know linguistics. A lot of a lot of posts been about uh, language and linguistics because, and I'm and and it's a good thing that that more people are jumping on board with languages, African languages, you know, ancient Egypt. It's, it's not all about the pyramids, how much the stone with stones weigh. Oh, they they're seventy tons, two tons. Now people have gone beyond that. Now they want to get into the culture. Now more people want to get into the actual language and things like that. So it's a good thing. But we have to we have to um, take it and do things right. You can't just run ahead and just you know make claims and then don't have a, a full rigorous study of it. And you know I know Ishmael coined the phrase my um uh was it micro microwave right. scholarship right. And uh, we can't have that. We can't have people just rushing and not doing the proper um, going through the proper checklist of study before they go out and make these claims. So, you know, I just do my best to, to keep people on point. Because, you know, my thing is that we're, we're being watched. And matter of fact, Unc, you, you, you said this a lot, and I didn't realize it until I actually experienced it, but, but a lot of these YouTube videos um, are being watched. A lot of the Facebook posts, Facebook groups are being watched by professional people, you know, of all different colors, um, different um, countries, people are, are checking things out. Um, you got um, professors, you got people who are in positions to really make some things happen. They're watching everything that's going on. So we can't look, we can't be messy and sloppy with this. So we got to be responsible to make sure we, we keep it tight. And uh, so that's my thing. So I think this kind of discussion on uh, the language or, you know, even the, um, the people, in, I mean, all we're doing is revisiting 1974, the UNESCO conference with uh, Shekhan Diop and um, Theophilo Benga as far as the racial makeup of Egypt. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody arguing with their black or white. Now, now, now the argument become, becomes who are they today? Are they, you know, the collagen? Are they the Luo speakers? Are they um, uh, the Beja? Are they, um, uh, you know, all these different tribes that are in that area right now? That's, that seems to be the argument now. So, It'll be real interesting, whoever brings forth that information. But when it comes to language, we really got to we really got to um, update our information, and we and we really got to understand the arguments. And I don't see that being done. So this would be good. This would be good good chance to teach people. So it's it's all good. Still file banger. What's the other teacher? Um, other teacher name? Jean Claude and Boldy. Jean Claude and Boldy. And 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 if y'all understand the argument is the argument is this. 
they they was operating from the A side, man. Phil Fowl Banger, she got the Diops, operated from the A side. Right? So I just want Timo Sarves to hear this. I'm gonna say it real slow. And Boley, Phil Fowl Banger, she got the Diops, they was operating from the A side, right? The B side say the language is called Afro-Asiatic, and they call it Afro-Asiatic because they say it started out in Africa and then some kind of way, what, eased out in some kind of uh some kind of way the Asiatics added to the language. Is that how that's supposed to go, Joe? Yeah, well, that's 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 where they when they stick Semitic in, in that family, that's where you get the Afro-Asiatic. Because at first it was called Hamito-Semitic. And 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 that's that's the that's the, the crux of the argument with uh, Dr. Theophilo Benga, you know, um, so, uh, you know, it's criticized by, as you say, people on the B side, um, and people will say that, you know, Theophilo Benga's uh, language classification is uh, Afrocentric fantasy. That's what the European linguists and people were criticizing and saying. So for one of our students, one of our scholars, or one of our um, um, people who are in the studies to side with that without first learning the field, learning the arguments, learning the methodology, to me that's that's um, a bit extreme and, and, and we can't really have that. So that, that, that's one issue that needs to be um, cleared up. And then Jean-Claude and Boley, any of those criticisms that they had against um, Dr. Theophilo Benga, they cannot have against Jean-Claude and Boley because Jean-Claude and Boley just real quick, this this is this is the scenario. This is the this is the summary that I can give of it. It's just like biogenetics. If if I if I claim to group um, different clusters of, of human beings together, and then under under a family, and I say all those people are are the same, and they should be categorized in this family. And if I did that without any DNA testing, everybody would call me um, crazy. But that's a that's um, an analogous to what these linguists did when it comes to African language. They didn't do that for the Indo-European languages. They they applied a lot more rigor to the to the redevelopment or reconstruction of, of Proto-Indo-European and all those different languages. They didn't do that with African languages. So this is the argument. Jean-Claude Mboli said, no, I'm going to do the genetic testing of these African languages to rebuild the parent language from which all these languages come out of. So they can't run those arguments on Jean-Claude Mboli's work. And because his work is fairly new and it's written in French, a lot of our people don't know about it. So one of the main people that are that are introducing him and his work to us is Asar Motep. And his first um, chapter in his book is dedicated to summarizing Mboli's um, conclusions. So I, I suggest people get Asar's book to catch up on that part because it's written in English, obviously. And then begin to have a conversation about it. But for people to have form these opinions, to me, it's just kind of um, a little extreme. So, I, so this conversation or or whatever is being set up, you know, if you if you're trying to set up something, I think it would be good. I think it would be good so people could really know what time it is. Yeah, I think this is good, man. So team of times can get all that shit off their chest, man. Shit, we we men around this motherfucker, man. Shit, yo. I mean, you know, like, you know, the old niggas might be slipping, yo. I mean, I don't think so. I think we, shit, I think, well, how old are you, Joe? Hey, man, I'm, I'm about uh, 18 years old, 
I was a saw, saw about 34, right? We definitely are in our 30s and 40s, so yeah. Smash about 40. I think, you know what I'm saying, yo, I, I, I mean, I love the competition, man. Shit, every time I, you know, every time I fuck with them goes in there, man, I just get better, man. That's the truth, yo. You feel me? So, you know, I ain't, hey, my man, I ain't, I don't know why they poked the bed, or I wouldn't have did that shit. Like, I don't even fuck with them goes in the kind of that genetic shit like that. I don't poke his motherfucking ass at all, yo. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no need to, shit. Just I know better. But, you know, young and vigorous, man. That's just what that shit is, man. So we're going to definitely, you know, we're going to set that up, man. That's going to be a real good one. AG Consciousness, I see you, man. I see you. I see you. Okay. All right, G Consciousness. All right. All right, man. Go ahead and support the white boy. Go for it. Go for it. It's all gravy. I see y'all. I'm taking names and I'm and, and I'm and I'm writing that shit down, yo. Niggas gonna definitely need me helping them out. I got you, okay. I definitely got you, man. But yeah, um, we just gotta be mindful, man, when we deal with information, man. You got Africans saying that the reason we call it because Negro, Negro is what what is is, is really coming from the French. Am I correct, right? Negro means black. <laughs> so so we got Africans saying it's called black Egyptian. Right? Got the Europeans saying it's Afro-Asiatic. Who you gonna go with? That's a no-brainer. Negro Egyptian is really saying black Egyptian. Why are they saying the black Egyptian? Because as Champollion said, this was Champollion said, Champollion said, man, he was speaking Coptic in his dreams. He used to dream in Coptic. You know what he said? You know what that means? That means he had immersed himself in African language so much so that he could start dreaming in the African languages. And he explicitly, explicitly said that the study of African languages is the tools that he used to 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 decipher the goddamn meta nature. The white boy said that. He said that. And so Theophile Banging and Bowling and them, they're simply saying, wait a minute. We use African languages that are still living today, right, to help translate the matter nature. Why are you calling it Afro-Asiatic? That should be the end of the debate right there. Matter of fact, we're going to start the debate off with that checkmate. Y'all know I like starting the shit off with a checkmate. That's a checkmate right there, yo. Give me some Afro-Asiatic Germanic languages, yo, that help uh, translate the meta nature, yo. That's the checkmate piece. I don't think y'all can do it, all right? But, Thank you know, this is the thing. Um, you know, I know some people don't like the, um, like, a lot of people think it's because of the name Afro-Asiatic or Hamito-Semitic. And it's really not about the name. It's about the method that was used to group these different languages together. So Dr. Theophilo Benga coined the phrase uh, Negro Egyptian. And it all stems all the way back to um, Homburger. If people do research on Homburger, uh, the linguist, uh, Obinga and Diop um, come from that. And, um, and he advanced the name of Negro Egyptian 
because at the time in 1974, during the UNESCO conference and things, that was the that was the the climate of the arguments was whether Egyptians were black, they were Africans, or they were Asians, Europeans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they roll with with the language family being black Egyptian to to overemphasize and make a household name out of the phrase black Egyptian. Get people used to saying black Egypt, black Egypt, not no longer just Egypt. Or the, or the, with the conception of, of it being Asian or European, mm. so Mboli chose to just keep the same name, but the language the languages themselves have now been genetically tested and grouped together based on relate relatedness, and this is something that people got to understand. People got to understand that that this kind of um, subject matter is as technical as astrophysics, um, quantum mechanics, or biology or genetics. So, so you're not going to be able to microwave this and have a very good, intelligible discussion about it until you, until people really dig in and do some studying. And we're all learning, so we need to slow down and and learn together and absorb this information and be able to either agree with it, discern, and defend it, and ultimately build on it. And that's what Mboli did with uh, Dr. Phil Diafalo-Benga's work and the entire questions, all the controversies that was going on in linguistics about African languages. So he started from scratch, scratch. He ignored all of the language families because you got Khoisan, Nilo-Saharan, Niger-Congo, Afro-Asiatic. So he ignored all those barriers and borders and built it from scratch. That's why those people can't argue. And, and today I was asked for expert um, reviews or critiques on Mboli's work. Mboli's work is fairly new. It's just now taking root. Um, Mboli's work is in um, universities. He got he has a presentation where he shows the different colleges and universities that are, that are using his work. So um, eventually we're going to see people uh, write reviews and um, as far as the experts write reviews of it. But they had to wrap their mind around it because Mboli did something that they did not do. It's like it's, it's like it's like the first time the, the human genome was mapped. Right. Look at it. People need to look at it like that. Mm. So mm. we just got to get on board and learn this thing and, and support and support. This is a, this is an African. This is an African language from Africa who speaks Shango, uh, just like uh, Dr. Ibalobenga is from the Congo, speaks uh, Mbochi, and Shekandajia uh, speak Wolof. Um, these are Africans stepping on the world stage and making noise. So we, we got to at least study it so, it so if we agree with it, know enough so that we can, can agree and then defend it and roll with it. That's we it. I got, got a question from the uh, chat room. It says, Uncle Drought, explain why the Coptics were the first Christians if they had metanature. Well, what? You hear that? Yeah, I heard it, but I don't understand the you question. Don't understand it. Explain why the Coptics were the first Christians. I don't. I don't suppose the Coptics were the goddamn first Christians. Where did they get that from? Who says that? Is Antioch in uh, Ethiopia? No, Ant no hell no. Antioch is in Syria. So why would they even ask that question? I don't know. That's where the first Christians came. Well, that's where they were called Christians. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't, I think, and I, and I, and I don't, I don't want to assume, so, 
but but you know based on you know people ask asking questions like that you know it's like if they if they had metal nature why do they convert basically like how how can anybody be converted um, if they were dealing with metal nature or something like that I mean you know maybe the person could clarify the question that, yeah, that sounds that like clarify the question yeah that sounds like they were uh, uh, conquered. Um, they were invaded and conquered, and uh, they took on the religion of their conqueror, just like uh, the North Africans were invaded by the, and Arabiz, Arabized um, and became uh, Muslims. I mean, because the reason why I say what I'm saying, because you can take that and pretty much talk about any African community today after the Berlin um, Conference and the, and the, and the um, colonization of Africa Mo most people are speaking you got con African countries right now today where English is like the um, national language for that area or French or you know things like that so I mean I'm, I'm really trying to I have a hard time understanding that question Yeah, I'm having a hard time understanding that goddamn question, too. Well, type, type the question back in there again. Yeah, but we, we just have to, we have to stand, we have to, we have to study our scholars. We have to study our scholars' work. And then by studying our scholars' work, we'll, we'll know if, if we can stand behind it or not. And, it, and if, if after studying it and we do our due diligence, and the information checks out, then we need to stand behind it. And this is what we all need to do more of. We all have to do more of, and, and I don't see enough of us doing that. So when I see these Facebook posts where people are um, talking in opposition to certain scholars, but yet they themselves have not done the knowledge and done the rigorous study of it, that right there is, is a little um, disheartening. Because we need to be doing the opposite of that, you know. At least, at least understand the arguments, understand the the methodologies that are used, and and then you know, start speaking. So, I just implore everybody, anybody who listens or watch this after we after we get off the air or listening right now, that's the kind of stuff we got to do. We got to stand behind our scholars, and not and I, I'm not saying indiscriminately just swallowing it just because they're African or they got brown skin or whatever. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm saying study the material. Uh, you know, get your knowledge up so you can discern if, if they're right or wrong. Then then if you agree and you see that the, the information is accurate, stand behind it and go full force. That's what we need to do. And I wanted to make the uh, comment Asked that question. Coptic, the actual script, I believe, uh, came about around second century BC. <laughs> so I mean, it's not an ancient. It's not an ancient ancient script. Go ahead. Yo, niggas in the chat room, funny as hell. He said a roach astral projected. <laughs> That's just stupid, yo. I can't. My fault. My fault. 
But yeah, if you could, um, might um have more information man. on that. But uh, in sci-fi, man, man. he's a prejudice, man. Cut that shit out, sci-fi. You crazy as hell with that Christian shit, man. All the prophecies already happened. All right, man, shit. <laughs> I believe you, shit. They already happened. What the fuck? Damn. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. He was dancing with that Coptic shit, yo. They Coptic crazy. Right? Oh, they, that was sci-fi? I think the Coptic is the first Christians. What the fuck out of here? That shit's dumb, man. Come on, man. Right, mm. right. Crazy. Yeah, but I was just saying that the language, that language, um, the language might be older than uh, 2nd century B.C., but the script itself um, was around that time. So, you know, when Champollion, you know, in the, in the 80s um, was able to use that language, that language is ever about the language, but the script is not ancient, ancient. We consider ancient, you know, 5,000 5, B.C. or 3,000 B.C. and older. So it's, I mean, it wasn't like it was a real old script mm. for them to use. Mm. Hey, put a link in the dang on chat room, man, about the copy church, man, so we can learn what you on that, bro. That's all I would be saying, man. I ain't, you know, prove to me that the copy church is the first church, yo. Go prove that shit. Well, I mean, I mean, really, the the that's not. I mean, I I, I think that's a kind of like a non-issue because whether they were the first. Um, Christians or not, um, I, the the essence of the question sounds like it's it's like if if people are dealing with metal nature, then how can they be converted to anything? It could it could have been Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, whatever the case is. That's what it sounds like. So I think the person, cause if if he's just asking about that, then you know I I really don't have no answer for that. But I I, I did want to say that um, the Coptic script. What they call in the cop, what they what became known as Coptic, Coptic script was, was um, predominantly ushered in when during you know the Christian era after the A.D. when when the conversion took place and these people started writing these these um, sacred texts in the in what became known as the Coptic script, which was really the Greek alphabet with some some borrowings from the Demotic uh, characters. Seven demotic characters were added to Greek script to form a Coptic script, and that was that was definitely after um, the people in that location adopted Christianity. So maybe that's what the what the person was asking the question about. Mm. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. Okay, we're gonna get on that Coptic shit, man. But you know what? I just want everybody to know, man. I think it's very healthy for portions of the community to try to. Uh, Make like a god or something in their mind, or have you do it, and then push to the community to totally reject that shit. You know, I think it's a real healthy balance. You know what I'm saying? You know, I personally can't take it. I can't do it. I can't play the game. Not for me. Um, I I can't I can't vibe with nothing outside myself. I just I'm just not able to do it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I I, I can't fool myself like that. I've conditioned my mind. Away from the racism, white supremacy, looking at the world, you that strainer, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I just can't do it. You, you know, I think that the power lies in the minds of black people uh, around the world, that we're only as strong as our mind. And, and that's what they really got. They took our mind. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? That's what they did. What's up, Nate? What's good with you, bro? Yeah, they, they, they captured our mind, man. 
So yeah, really interesting. So they asked the question, Chairman, who wanted to debate her? Polite, polite, beat the brakes off of him. It was crazy. I, I think I personally think that was uh, polite's best debate. I mean, just the way he, you know, just his command. You feel me? Uh, you know, I, matter of fact, I won't even me personally based off the fact that he was going against Harry, right? Um, I won't even critique his work. You feel me? So whatever he did to win that, I mean, he did what he had to do. It is what it is. Well, let him have that. Um, you know, I know he was, uh, I know Brother Polite was humble. Um, you know, he he just was humble, man. He asked for work. Uh, you know, the majority of the work was his, but he asked for some work, some pointers on some shit. Uh, you know, he made, flew me in, made sure I got there to help him out. He didn't need no fucking help. And when I offered help, he took it immediately. I mean, you know what I'm saying, man? You got to respect that, man. You know, you just got to respect that. I mean, niggas can learn a lesson from that, yo. That, you know, New Covenant, man, they don't mind getting help from other black organizations. And I think we should, you know, I don't mind getting help from the Hebrew Israelites. Got Hebrew Israelites down here, man. They got, I got their cookbook. Excellent cookbook, man. Excellent food. Excellent cookbook. I'd be a fool not to. So, yeah, man, we can just, you know, it is. man. My man, Sci-Fi. Call him Pitbulls. You know, he's going to be help uh, producing uh, the new Real Black Atheist show. Yeah, wow, wow, yeah. Don't do that. Man, he's going to uh, rent out a spot to Menu Jao to do our history class, man. We're going to have a marketplace, right? We're going to have a marketplace, all right? Marketplace for the history class, right? Then we're going to do the show. Then after the show, we have a party with music and goddamn drinks. That's how we doing around here. So y'all can go in and hate all you want. We have fun in the motherfucking ATL. Learning this motherfucking fun. I'm gonna say it again. We have the marketplace. We're gonna shoot the real black atheist show live. You can call in, right? So we had the Amaral Squad study class. All right, ran by Jao, brother Unk, right? We're gonna have the real black atheist show, right? Gonna be bringing in people, you know, from around the world. Get on the show. You know how I do the real black atheist shit, right? After that, you know what I'm saying? Gonna have uh, a full bar, food, motherfucking music. That's how we getting down around here. All right. Uh, gonna have some vendors in there. Man, that shit gonna be serious, man. So we we have fun with the information and the knowledge, man. We doing like the Black Panthers used to do. They used to get up on the goddamn table, spend some knowledge, then motherfucking party. That's what we doing. So uh, it is what it is. So you know, shit. I'm I'm enjoying what it is, man. So it's 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 all good, man. It is. As soon as you jow figure out the date, when you want to do them, jow? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone with the, uh, with the master scribe, Sanjay. <laughs> Get him in there, man. Put him on that thing, man. You tell him what it is, man. Yeah, hold up, hold up, uh, Sanjay. Everybody's like, what's good? What's happening? Hey, Sanjay. Hey, Jedi. Can you hear? You ready? You ready for that? You ready for that debate? Huh? I said you ready for that debate. I said you ready for that debate against Team Osiris. Hey, man. It's whatever, man. I'm ready. Let's get it. 
Osiris platform. We'll get in the uh, home court. Let them have the home court. We we take the shit on the road. We travel well. Yeah, we do it on their platform. Shit. Hell. Use that goddamn platform. We definitely gonna use their platform. Yeah, but, but see, here's the thing that I don't like. I mean, y'all know how I feel about people being disrespected in public. Y'all know how I feel about that. Yeah, we can't do that. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? When, where you got, you know, uh, young brothers who don't, don't, don't really got credentials under their belt like that. You know what I'm saying? Or disrespecting cats who are battle tested. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching all this disrespect. And again, I'm straight up. Um, the bro young brother, uh, 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 Christopher Antonio disrespecting, uh, Wujiao out in public like that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what the fuck is wrong? What's, what the fuck, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, you must want to get taught. You know what I'm saying? You must want to get taught. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Up there to talk about, um, you know, Houston, mm. you know, just all kind of inaccurate dumb shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, it, like, I'm looking at it, it's just pissing me off. You know what I'm saying? Cats, cats are too loose with their fingers. Hide behind a computer. They say, okay, well, since I got a title under me, and, you know, they, you know, like, Team Osiris was not supposed to be that. You know what I'm saying? Team Osiris was not supposed to be what it's becoming. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to get in contact with him, Gozi, like, yo, man, like, you got, you got to look at what's going on, brother. Well, Gozi, all right, he good, man. Shit, man, we're going to have a healthy discussion. Christopher, I see you, Christopher. You've been officially called out, man. Show your meta skills. 
You better call Kalam. Yo, Kalam is the Metanetra scholar on y'all shit. You better call goddamn Kalam, goddammit. I seen Kalam go to work in the museum. Brother Sahotep. Peace. Yeah, you know, so we got the official challenge to uh, Team Osiris is going down. All right. Oh, shit. Um, it's going down. We got everybody in the room. It's going down. So sharpen your blades up there, Mr. Saw. <laughs> <laughs> You've been chomping at the bits for a while, goddammit. I gotta let I gotta let the gotta let him go now. Gotta 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 let him go. Everybody chomping, got you know, gotta do it. Somebody gonna get taught in this situation. So yeah. Can you kinda talk to us about Emboli's work, yo? Since I know you read a little French. You read French a little bit there, Saw? Uh, I read it a lot. Oh, nah, say it ain't so. Say you don't read French, man. Little <laughs> little German, little German, little German. A little German, and I still need a book with German. So anybody okay. can give me with German. Okay. Jean-Marcelles too. Mm. I can't hear. Couldn't hear you. <laughs> Jean Pelles too. Jean Pelles too. I'm Yeah, I gotta be. I'm at the job now, so I can barely hear y'all. Ah, uh, okay. Wait, wait. So you can talk about Amboli's work a little bit, real quick, Asa. Um, just briefly before I head out of here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Jean Claude Amboli. Uh, is a linguist out of um, France, originally from the Democratic, or excuse me, the Republic of Congo. And um, it, we really have to go back to Theophilo Obinga's work, uh, his 1993 work on the relationship of ancient Egyptian to modern uh, African languages. Um, in that work, he challenged the notion of Afroasiatic as a language phylum. And um, he proposed a new African language family, which he called uh, Negro Egyptian. And the reason why it's called Negro Egyptian or Black Egyptian is primarily because of Greenberg, um, who in 1963 uh, created these uh, modern, uh, the, the language families that are pretty much accepted by uh, Afrikaners linguists. Um, Nilo-Saharan, Khoisan, Niger Congo, and Afro-Asiatic. Um, he argued in his text that the Afro-Asiatic branch was originally spoken by Caucasians, and it was Caucasians who spoke the Egyptian, Berber, and Semitic languages, and then the quote-unquote blacks adopted the languages spoken by these Caucasians. And um, so that's how the black African side speaks to uh, the Afro-Asiatic languages. Um, and so he's been fighting vehemently against Afro-Asiatic because one, it was based on the mass comparative method, and two, um, it was racially motivated. And so um, that's why, you know, Obinga calls it Negro Egyptian, just you know, to, to make a bold political statement, black Egyptian. So there's no question about who the Egyptians were and who they were related to. And so, but in that work and that proposal, Obinga, even though he, provi he provides a lot of evidence 
for the relationship of African languages, modern African languages to ancient Egyptian that crossed those so-called borders, those phylum borders of uh, Greenberg. Um, he did not uh, do a thorough analysis to verify, excuse, yeah, to verify his Negro Egyptian language family. And so that's where uh, Mboli comes in. Mboli does the necessary steps that would be acceptable by any linguist uh, in terms of developing a language family. And um, he verifies uh, Obinga's Negro Egyptian by the comparative method, uh, but he also makes some new discoveries uh, in the process. But not only that, he makes the he makes the historical comparative method more rigorous. So the what you see in Mboli's work is the standard method, and then he tightens the method um, so there can be no debate. Uh, where there are loopholes in the standard method. And so um, this work came out in 2010. Um, it examined primarily 14 African languages. And, um, you know, as y'all know, I've had him on my show. He's given lessons on it. Uh, you know, I've been really promoting his work. And, um, again, I have Obinga's work and I have Mboli's. Uh, and, a, and a plethora of other African linguists who have been um, uh, examining the relationship between ancient Egyptian and black African languages. And um, I can say hands down that Mboli's is the most thorough, um, is the most comprehensive, and the most rigorous in terms of method, in terms of being able to reconstruct the parent language. Now, they're not to say that the other ones are not valuable. They just are answering different questions. For example, um, Shekhanta Diop's work, his uh, you know, uh, parent book, I think it was 1974, that he was primarily only dealing with Wolof and Egyptian. So he wasn't concerned with reconstructing the parent language. And so he, he was able to definitively establish a relationship between Wolof and Egyptian. And Wolof allegedly belongs to Niger Congo. And so when you when you see this relationship between Wolof, a so-called Niger Congo language, and ancient Egyptian, a so-called uh, Afroasiatic language, it, it makes you question the so-called borders of these particular language families, finding these finding these uh, major series of sound-meaning correspondences and all um, uh, paradigms that we examine in linguistics. And so Obinga, even though he uses scattered um, scattered uh, languages, his primary language that he was using was his own, just like um, Diop with Wolof, except he was using Mbochi. And so, you know, you're seeing a Bantu language with these same type of correspondences. Um, Dr. Mubabingi Bilolo, he uses his, which is Chiluba Bantu, one of the languages I primarily use. Madupe um, Oduyoye with Yoruba, uh, what's his name, um, Nomendiji with Basa in Cameroon. Um, you also have Abu Bakr Musalam, who does um, a lot with, uh, what's it, uh, Fulani in ancient Egyptian. Um, you have uh, Kipkowich Sambu, who's done a linguistic work between collagen in Egyptian. And so all of these works are done on an individual level, whereas in Boli, 
he does a more broad, he does a number of languages, examining every single paradigm at the same exact time between all of these languages. So, um, in, in short, as much as I can say, that's uh, uh, a, a brief analysis, right. uh, a brief analysis of uh, Mboli's work right. and, his, and the purpose of it. Okay. Hey, Smash, where you at? I'm right here. What up? Yeah, we just we just called out Team Osiris on the World Wide Web to a, a respectful conversation debate. I, matter of fact, I can get that set up on Sarnetta TV. We can do it on Sarnetta TV, right? So we can get that in. You know what I mean? They feeling themselves, yo, and I think it's time for them to go ahead and take a step up in weight class. That's how I'm feeling right now. What do you say? What say you, brother, on the conversation? I heard that. I wouldn't mind discussing the. Uh Mesopotamia, the so-called Mesopotamia influence on Egypt, as well as uh, looking at yeah. what they say, uh, yeah, this language, this language issue, this Afro-Asiatic language group issue. So I'll, I'll be around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we got the Mesopotamia influence. I'm saying I've been to the museums. I've seen the Mesopotamia shit, and I've seen the Egyptian shit. And I'll let you know what my findings is on Sarnetta TV. Yeah, we'll do it on Sarnetta. We'll do it on that so we can get about 900 people to watch that. Yeah, you know I mean, so everybody can see the young guns get it in. Yeah, that should be fun. All right? Make sure we stay to the rules, right? Respecting each other as men. Uh, it's going to be a very, very important debate so that people see. Um, how how we just handle our methodology. And so if you come in there with your methodology short, you know what I mean, you're gonna get finished off. Right? So if you, you know what I mean, if you're coming out of the loins that I'm raw squad, methodology gotta be right. So y'all, I mean, y'all ask for it. Chris, Chris started that shit though. Chris got y'all in this. Chris. The so-called linguist. Chris, well. I see you. <laughs> Any, anybody can go to Chris Page and just do the history. Like last year, he was a neophyte calling cats Baba. All of a sudden, he grew some balls, and now he's challenging everybody. <laughs> I guess he's an expert already. But I sat him down so embarrassingly on this page about that same issue about the separate part or whatever. This uh this iconography that they say developed in Mesopotamia and uh Kim supposedly took it. But when I when I showed him the, the actual development of it happening on Egyptian palettes, predating his little thing, he just went mute. I went silent. So we all gotta be a little bit humble because we all got something to learn from each other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean that's just real, yo. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, I ain't never said I can't learn nothing from Timo Savage, yo. That's why I fuck him. I love him. You know what I'm saying? But if you love something, man, you got to be ready to go ahead and, and, and teach something, too. So, yep, that's what it is. Y'all got what y'all wanted. I was trying to think about standing down, but the Pharaoh's so goddamn foolish. <laughs> I can't even waste my time. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I thought I could. I can't do it, yo. All right, y'all. I gotta, I gotta bounce, but um, All right, yeah, just give me the details. Yeah, we're gonna give you details in the time. Yeah, we'll do it around your schedule. Make sure you're there. Wouldn't miss you. Wouldn't not have you there. Oh, Lord. Yeah.
Oh, you got to be there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Then wait. All right. all right, man. Peace. Peace. Probably would have held off if Chris ain't trying to get all disrespectful and shit. You know what I mean? Come on, Kufu. You can't be. Come on, man. You probably would have chilled out. Would have gave y'all some breath. Nope. So, yeah. All right, man. That's what it is, man. Um, We got about, hey, about 100 people in there, about 77 people in there, man. Wait, I see you. I, I see you there, Black Panther. What's good, brother? Hey, peace, peace. What's going on, everybody? Hey, you know the Mossy clan get a chance to pick what side they want to get on, yo, what you want to do. Or you I'm sorry? Pick. Yeah, you get a chance if you want to go. <laughs> you wanna, so you let, let, me, let me get this straight. Uh, you want me to pick a side? In no, you ain't got to pick. You can stay on the sidelines. Or you can let, me, let me tell you something. What? I'm not a linguist. Right. Oh. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a neophyte at best with Metunetra. Mm. You know, I just picked it up. Uh, I've probably been studying it for about a year, mm. but not really as rigorously as a Sar, Jawu, Magi, you know, Sanjeti. I, I haven't mm. been studying it as rigor, uh, rigorously. Damn, you know, I deal more with African spirituality. So hmm. I'm not going to go against them brothers in no way, shape, or form. Because hmm. they've been doing this for a long time. I've learned a lot from them brothers. Hmm. And, you know, I look, well, I would be stupid to do so because Wujawu is my Siba. Hmm. I've taken Wujawu's class. So I'm not going to go against my Siba. Man, and from what I've studied with uh, Sean Claude and Bowley and the little conversations I've had with Sanjeti, the Afro-Asiatic my, uh, formula has some holes in it. And the Negro-Egyptian is more accurate. So that's where I'm going with it. But, you know, I'm going to be tuning in, you know, with my pen and pad, taking notes. Mm -hmm. So it, it should be good. Yeah, it'll be good, man. It's gonna be good, man. The community needs some real shit, man. Instead of the fake shit sometime, man. I can't. Yeah, Farrell. Farrell said if the pyramids blew up today and tomorrow, he could he could build them back again. You know, that's when I tapped the fuck out. He said what? <laughs> that's why I tapped out on you, Farrell. You won, yo, you can have that, yo. Oh yeah. my. Yeah, go watch the thing on Kalan. He said, yo, if the pyramids blew up today, tomorrow, he could rebuild the pyramids. I you hey. What the fuck? All right. Yeah, you can have that. Yeah, you won. You got it, bro. You yeah. over my head, man. As long as people can learn, and it's all good, man. It's all good. Who the hell is learning from that? No, I'm, no, not that. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm going back to this I'm, whole, this oh, whole, you oh, know, oh. <laughs> information part. Not, not that. Yeah, man, y'all got to stop. The young brothers got to stop disrespecting the older guys, too, man. Niggas ain't cussing. Y'all got to stop that shit out, yo. I mean, I give it to Ngozi, man. Ngozi has really grown, yo. You know what I'm saying? He really grown on that, man. But everybody else, man, y'all need to follow Ngozi on that shit. Cut that shit out, man. You know, he might have his ideas on what he think the Egyptians is, and I'm sure he'll find out who the Egyptians are. On, on that goddamn day, but man, he don't be he don't be getting outside his body like that, man. Everybody gotta learn how to control themselves. Y'all not even gonna get me mad, yo. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, you know what I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm waiting for um 
and Gozi to set up a, a, a class or something, I'd be interested in um, sitting under Ngozi to learn about more about um, the biology and the and the genetic, the pheno, uh, phylogenetic tree and things that he talks about. So that would be really interesting to see. I think he, I think he said he's working on a book, so I'm looking forward to that to that uh, whenever. That, yeah, I, I catch the book. I'll catch the book because you be in class with Ngozi, he'll lead the class like in the middle of the thing. <laughs> hey, I get them one-on-ones with him, yo. And, and the E1B1B. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't hang up. And he's gone. Mm. Gone. Oh, the brother Melvin said that the book is almost ready. So, yeah, I'll be interested in, in that and learning from it. And um, hey. how you know Melvin? How you know that Melvin? I'm Melvin on Oh, Melvin on Tim. Hey, Melvin. Yeah, what's up? Dude, you gonna jump in there, yo? Hell no, he wasn't. Mel, man. <laughs> Unmute that line, man. So I know. <laughs> you jumping in there, yo, or what? What you gonna, what you gonna do, Timo Cyrus? I'm about to see how things go. See what you mean? Go. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can't see how things go, man. Hey, hey. It'll be fine. What? Hey. Man. Come on, man. You're going to sit back. You got to jump in. Come on, man. Come on, yo. We can start it right now. Come on. Let's go. What you got? What you got? Mesopotamia. You ain't make them claims. <laughs> Mesopotamia older than E. <laughs> <laughs> that should be. I mean, it's like me. I'm not a linguist. So why would, I, why would I jump into that? Like, I'm not going to do it. Hold on, we still got Mesopotamian being said to be older than Egypt, yo. Them niggas still in, still in motherfucking mud and shit. Y'all niggas ain't listening yeah, to Dr. I'm, 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 not, I'm not buying that one now. I'm, niggas I, in I, mud, I can't yo. buy that one at all. <laughs> they still in mud. All that shit got rained on. Niggas ain't older. Come on, man. I can, without a shadow of a doubt, man, show you what the oldest mud structure is. Man, let me show I got some shit y'all ain't never seen. Hold on, watch this. I'm gonna heat up. I'm gonna heat the debate up real quick. Watch this. I'm gonna hit y'all with something. Check this out. I'm gonna show y'all something. Let me show you. Let me show you why we can't lose on that day. I've been studying mud structures for years. Let me see. Got that homework. Show y'all something, yo. Watch this. I ain't gonna say that. Let me see. Let me see if I got this. Look at some serious shit. So, Black Panther, man, what you working on, brother? I'm uh, working on this presentation right now. It's called uh, The Power of the Serpent in African Traditions. Mm. It's uh it's taking me longer than I thought because I I keep finding new information. So you know I don't want to cheat the people, don't want to cheat nobody. So you know I'm working on this presentation and it's uh I've learned a lot just studying it. I went to places in Africa I didn't think I was gonna go, <clears throat> and you know the serpent is is very. Is, is man, it's in damn near every spiritual system in some type of way, you know. And we have a negative stigma 
on the snake, on the stirp, on the serpent in the Western world, largely in part to the biblical story of Adam and Eve. So we want to tell the African side, you know, we want to tell what our ancestors thought of the serpent and the respect and reverence they have for the serpent. So that's what I'm working on right now. Mm, okay. All right. Studying Africa, I see. Always. Mm -hmm. Let me show y'all one of the largest mother structures right here. Let me see. God damn it. Show you something serious. Um, y'all know that those Nubian mud structures, that first cataract, them forts, that that was the precursor to the medieval uh, joints in uh in Europe, right? Y'all understand that, correct? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great book on that. European wrote it. Uh, they dealt with pre. Uh, it's called. I think the book's called the Nubian brother. Brother Johnson, what's the name of that book? If you still on that, brother. They smash left. Where's man? Yeah, let me see something. Let me see if I can find this for y'all real quick. Get y'all a quick picture to show y'all some real shit. Show you how the niggas is doing it in mud. So as we don't get no damn confusion on the day of the debate on where mud come from, where niggas mastered mud at. The hell with the brick. I'm going to talk about the mud first. Just show me something in Mesopotamia. Since they, since they the oldest in the starting shit. Let me see. Shit, real quick. Real fast. Let me see. Come on now. Come on, man. Massive structure. Oh no, I'm gonna get a bigger image. One second. Get a bigger damn image. So you how serious. Oh, one plane, man. Mud. One second. Hey, why are you? Yeah, Joe. yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm just uh. Go ahead, fill in real quick. Add something in, there, man. What's on your mind? Uh, well, what's on my mind is <laughs> is um. You know, I think I. You know, I just I just hope that more and more people will um. We'll just, you know, take that time, learn stuff, and just share information. You know, each one teach one. The more we know, the more we know accurate information, the better we do. You know, there's a saying. I typed it on Facebook, and and um, and uh, and I don't know how it got taken out of out of context, but I said, uh, when one knows better, one does better. And that's like a common phrase that that we all familiar with. Um, whether it's said exactly. Nah, well, Jai, well, you rude, man. You rude. <laughs> yeah, I don't even rude. know how that's rude, but um, rude, man, you ain't got no tact. Yeah, yeah. Well, when one knows better, one does better. So I think that the more we know, the more we learn as a as a whole, we'll all do better. And um, and I think that we could learn better if we uh stop being combative and um, start off like you know if you start off the, at the at the starting block 
um, combative and think every everything is um, against you or or against a person or whatever, then that's that's <laughs> you starting off on the wrong foot. So I think we all need to learn how to how to just um, communicate better with each other and slow things down, not misconstrue things, not assume things, and we all just walk this thing together and learn. And I think we can get somewhere. Yeah. And, 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 and another thing, another thing, we have to we have to be honest with ourselves. Like I, I know my weaknesses when it comes to information. You know, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. And I think everybody really needs to be honest with themselves to um to be, you know, to know their strengths and weaknesses and know what to go out there on a limb with, what not to go out on a limb with, what to what to be humble on and, and take in information, check it out, come back, ask questions. You know, we almost got to a point where we can't even learn from one another. You know, so that's those things are on my mind. We have to do better all the way around. We have to do better. And I, I hope to see it this year. Cause last year, you know, wasn't so good. And this year is not so good starting out, but hopefully we, we can we can make that change. Because mm. I, I, I'll learn from anybody. You know, we all learning. I'll learn from whoever whoever's competent in a in a subject matter, man, man you know, sign me up. Sign me up. I'll learn. Cause I'm a um, you know, my background's in science and math. So I'm gonna pick it apart anyway. I'm going I'm gonna see what it tick, what makes it tick, how how it got together in the first place. I'm gonna do my due due diligence. But I don't mind sitting under anybody. If if you're competent in what you do, then sign me up. Teach me something, and, and let's keep it moving. And if if I can offer you something, then hey, let's do it. We can exchange information. That's how I roll. So I'm rolling too. Hey y'all, can y'all see that? Uh, Shunet El Zabib. Mm hmm. I see that right. Okay, now let me show you the picture on that. Oh, I'm gonna get dang. Lost it. Okay. Shanute uh, El Jabed. Shanute El Jabed was built around 2750 BCE and served as a funerary cult enclosure. Of the, I guess it was K H A S. How you pronounce that? Kasem, Kasekemwe. Okay, second dynasty king. Say the structure is one of Egypt's oldest standing royal monuments, and one of the oldest preserved mud brick buildings in the world. The Tupac funerary complex consists of underground tombs and above ground enclosure. It's a great architectural importance as it portrays the earliest stages of evolution of the pyramid. Alright? So, that's going to go ahead and push Mesopotamia out the fucking way real quick. Um, I want to get bigger pictures for y'all real quick, man. See, Can y'all see that? See that? Yep. See how big that is? See how huge that is? Look at that. Yeah, I said what? Damn. Damn, right, damn. And we want to talk the Mesopotamian shit? Are we fucking serious? Where is that mud structure at? In fucking Africa, man. 
All right, I mean, y'all know I study archaeology, man. This is what I do, man. This is what I do. This is what I bring to the team, man. I find shit niggas ain't even looking for, man. I study that shit. Can y'all see that? Abadou. Is that in South Africa or? No. Mm -mm. Look, at that. look at that mud, yo. Look at that mud. That shit don't look like mud. Do it. No. No. Look at that. Them mud bricks. Mud motherfucking bricks. Still standing today. So who has the superior technology in building mud? Is it Mesopotamia? No. 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 Is that Mali? No, not Mali. This is motherfucking Abydos. Oh, oh, no doubt. You missed yeah, it. They stone and brick. You missed it. Yeah. Well, Aksum is one of the oldest standing mud brick uh, uh, in the world. Off the chain, yo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll just start with that. We'll just ask. We need to find some of that shit in Mesopotamia. Let's see what they got. It should still still should be standing. You know what I mean? They reach, I mean, if you older, you should have figured out some shit. You're talking yeah, mud. What are you talking about bricks, huh? Do they have a date for that particular structure? 2,775 BCE. Wow. Mesopotamia. Find one. You ain't gonna find it. Been there already. Yeah, look at that. Mm hmm. Yeah. I see you. I see you, Chris. Sharpen up your linguistic skills. Sharpen up your meta nature, Chris. You're gonna need it, Chris. A little bit disrespectful to the fellas, bro. Little bit, little rogue in you there, son. I see you. It's all good. Yeah. So anyway, I'm be giving them a date, man. Um, when we get this in, man. Uh, shit. Seem like they don't need no study time. They already got it. We don't need all that. We just need a date. Uh, I'm sorry, Netta. Um. Yeah, that way we can go and get that and pop up on that platform. Might might go and promote that shit. Get some people get it get it real live. Feel what day everybody schedule is in, man. We can go get that in, man. But yeah, that's basically what I wanted to talk about today, man. Um, you know, getting that business in. Thing is important, man. I appreciate everybody tuning in and shit. Got 83 people in there. Let me let me read. Let me see what the haters are saying. I, know I got the haters. I know I got the haters. Mm -hmm. I know I got the haters. Yeah, Truth Hurts, boy, you're a hater. You've been a hater. You've been a hater. I fucked with you, though, Truth Hurts. You've been listening to me for about six, seven years. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a good debate. Pharaoh versus Polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yo, polite the champ with that shit. Go fight the champ with that shit, nigga. My, two, well, my two, shit ain't for the My shit for ending motherfucking careers. I end careers. All day. Trust me. Believe that. Pseudos. I finna, I'm a pseudo hunter. Brother Ngozi coined that. Pseudo hunter. I'm a pseudo hunter. 
That's what I do. Yep. But yeah, man. Any more questions in the chat room? You talking about GT Conscious because you just crazy. <laughs> hey man, hey, make sure y'all support all our groups, man. Support Team Osiris, uh, Massey Clan, man. Uh, for all the fellas, man, we working hard uh, to keep bringing y'all a positive and progressive information, up to date information on Africa, man. Uh, check out uh, the Science Cool Food. Check out Ngozi DNA. Check out the Umrah Squad. Uh, study. Magi Archers. Magi Archers, of course. Magiarchers.com, man. Check it out. Magiarchers.com. Go ahead, sign up. Be a part of that, man. Business entity. entity. Um, Mel Trek. All right. Dr. Oya. Uh, of course, the RBGs. Man, got the high top level in. Got the high top level in, Ben. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where I, where I get my pair. Where I, where I get my man twelve? What size you wear, Ben? Man, give me a twelve, man. Yeah, that's all the guys are twelve too. What size you wear? I wear I wear twelve in uh chucks, yeah. Give me a twelve. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my. all right. Get that to you. Don't give away um, my twelve, man. I ain't gonna give it away, yo. It's live right now. Everybody hear me say it. Don't give away my twelve, God killer. I'll hold it on to it for you. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hell no, not the Heesey. Uh-uh, no. Heesey, come on, no. God damn it. The Heesey always taking my stuff. <laughs> wow. Always. Hey, hey, Ben, you seen the video with Pharaoh on it? Eight men and the white boy? No. Can I play it again for the listening audience one more time? Yeah, let's play it one more time. You see it, right? Yeah, I see it. All right, here we go. Now, that is exactly what the theory of evolution uh, presents. Now, I'm not somebody who happens to agree with that. But what do you agree with? Let me hear what you agree with. Uh, I believe that the best explanation for the origin of complex design would be either an agent or uh, an intelligence, rather than randomness accounting for the accumulation of functional information and DNA information and DNA information and DNA. Okay, so you. Hey, you nigga came up out of his chair, but that's a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All wrong and shit. Mm. Let me tell let me tell y'all something about random. What, what, what was his uh background? What was the white boy's background? Uh, fucking nobody, dumb, dumb white boy. Oh, he Christian. Oh, well, of course he would say that. Yeah, but it's the random, it's the randomness that allows nature to flourish. Don't y'all know yeah. that? Existence if nature brand. had the same set pattern, yo, you got bacteria and all that shit would have killed DNA out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Randomness, man. Remember that. Randomness, randomness rules the fucking day. Hey, uh, hey but he did uh, propose a serious challenge. 
and I understand why he reacted the way he reacted because he came off pretty strong when he was uh coming at you and then he came at polite. So uh, yeah, I, I kind of you know as the young boy he came out kind of hard. He was he was swinging some punches. He asked to. Yeah, until he started saying he could build the pyramids. That's when I tapped the fuck out. So you're not doing yeah. it now? No, for what? He said he could build the pyramids. They blew up. I can't. I can't defeat him. <laughs> can't defeat nobody. Build pyramids, and nobody else been able to do it. But Pharaoh. Right. Fuck it. Chinese government tried and failed. Yep. Can somebody let them know that the Chinese tried and failed? Chinese tried to fail. They they tried using the the same methods our ancestors used, right? All the tools, and then they said four days into it, they caught them cheating. They was using modern tools, and they still failed. Just the government told them to turn that shit down. Yeah, man, it was failing, man. It wasn't, you know, it, it didn't even look as good as the bent pyramid. You can't do that shit, man. Mm -hmm. But Pharaoh, he going to build it. Yeah, you win, shorty. Well, hell, why do build one now? Astro project. Hey, build one now, Pharaoh. He's going to use telekinesis. City. Hey, yo, when the Taliban come blow, the Taliban come blow the, the, the uh, thing up, yo. He gonna build them back. Let me tell you, I've been telling people, man, because people that's come up in the last couple of years. You know, uh, what are we gonna do if the Taliban tries to bring down the pyramids? Couple of things people need to know. Uh, number one, they ain't not gonna have to worry about Africans defend, defending the pyramids. They gonna have to worry about them Arabs because them pyramids, all them structures, all them temples account for 45% of the Egyptian economy there. Them people live off people touring Egypt, coming to see Egypt, coming to spend their money buying them little trinkets. That's their livelihood. So you ain't got to worry about Africa. You got to worry about them heirs. Them heirs going to be like, hell to the no. You ain't tearing down our money maker. Yeah, they're going to fight. They're going to fight. They gonna, yeah, it's going to be a jihad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, be trying to eat. They gonna be cutting heads off. I see <laughs> my family taking these tickets at this pyramids. Are you crazy? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. no. And if you go to the, uh, if you ever go to Giza, uh, it's uh, not Khufu's. It's Ur Khafri's pyramid, the, the middle one, and the last one, Menkara. They actually have two big gashes in the pyramid because Saladin and his son actually tried to uh, destroy the pyramids during their reign with cannons and stuff. And you know they they couldn't bring they couldn't bring them down, man. These pyramids are so solid. I'm telling you, man, it's, it'll take a damn wrecking ball or something, man. I mean. These pyramids were built to stand the test of time, and ain't no cement in between, ain't no glue. I mean, the shits is perfectly cut to fit stone by stone, man. So you, you, you talk that shit like goddamn taking down these pyramids is gonna be easy. That shit gonna be a task in itself. They already tried it a couple of times. A couple of times. 
and, and it ain't moved. You know, it, it might have knocked some rocks off, you know, ripped the limestone off, but they still there. Yeah, he tried to give up. I would have gave up too, man. Them shits is solid. Yeah, that shit's, that's some serious ass shit they fucking with right there, man. That's all the change. There ain't no doubt about that. That building shit was spectacular, yo. Man. I'm telling you, when you when you go inside one and you be like, how the fuck? I mean, just solid. You can't get, you know, it ain't no uh, little cracks where you can see the daylight coming. There's nothing, nothing like that. It's just solid. Mm. Yeah. Interesting shit right there. But all right, man, you know what I mean? I ain't going to hold y'all up in the cut and hang out. You got something to add, Ujau? No, I, um... Something you want to teach on? Oh, no, nah, that's late. You know, I, I can get long-winded when it comes to, <laughs> comes to teaching. Well, I so you gave Ujau that right I, now? I, yeah, ask Ben about that. I I could talk. <laughs> I could talk for another two hours, but nah, no. No, Ujau. That's up to him. That's up to you. I ain't say closing statements. Got about damn near hundred people in the chat room. No, no, no. I just, I just hope you know. My whole thing is, is you know, all of us need to learn and just advance the body of knowledge that we can call our knowledge. You know, because you got people saying they're creating this imaginary thing called white science, and yeah. they don't realize that when they say that, they're saying that because science. Science could be a couple of things. One of the things that science is is a body of knowledge that is a result of the study of observations of nature, natural sciences, and all the different uh, fields and stuff like that. So they're saying white science, even if they believe that, let's let's give them that. Then where's where's our science then? You know, so even even to those people who who do have that kind of mind, I'm saying let's build our own body of knowledge, and we could do it together. But we have to learn proper methods to know when something is accurate or inaccurate, true or false, so on and so forth. We can't half step this thing. You know, we're working, we're operating from the bottom of the totem pole um, for all the reasons we're all too familiar with. So it's like we have to be on point in our liberation efforts because we got the deck stacked against us in the first place. So. All this haphazard um, things that people are doing, the, the pseudo stuff, it, it, it really hurts us in the long run. It's, it's, it's cool, it's entertaining for the short-term thing, maybe a, a, a quick flip on, on money, all that stuff, but in the long run it hurts us. So we got to become more scientifically literate and as a whole, and then from there we could develop institutions and then get our minds back because we, we out of our minds as a people. We need to get our minds back. And then we can we can ride this thing out. We can we can reemerge on the world stage and make some noise because we do it in entertainment. You know, uh, I guess who was a tennis player like Tiger Woods took over tennis uh, with the the sisters. Um, it's golf, Serena. man. It's golf. Oh, oh golf. sorry. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Y'all don't watch no damn. Sport. Yeah, I said tennis. I'm 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 thinking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm yes, actually. Serena. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, the sisters, uh, Serena and Venus, but Tiger Woods with golf, the sisters Serena and Venus with um, tennis, and all these other sports that we normally are not known for, but when, once we jump into these different things, we seem to take over. So let's do the same thing with science um, on the world stage, because, you know, during, during Black History Month, 
we we learned all these black inventors, right? So where where is that today? You know, why don't we go on the world stage scientifically later? We got Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, I, I don't even hear us, you know, kind of. I was just about to bring him up. Yeah, really? pushing behind him. If if it wasn't for Neil deGrasse Tyson, science would not be as as cool and popular as it is right now. This is even according Man. to to um, Europeans. Like he Neil deGrasse Tyson made uh what's his name? Uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, popular and so on. He made the whole thing cool and and relatable. Yeah, he did. To, relatable to the layperson. We have to be the same way. We have to do this do the same thing. So. That's my whole thing. I hope everybody can um, jump on board with that, you know. And it's not about combat and fighting and ego. This ego and arrogance got to go. I, I don't. I really don't know where that's from. We need more discipline. We need like whatever people believe in. Like I don't care if you're a Moorish American, a Canaanite, or a Kemetic yoga and the Kemetic yoga, or you a Hebrew, uh, a Hebrew Israelite, Christian or Jew, or uh, Muslim, whatever you believe in, man. Adhere to it. <laughs> adhere to the principles, because I'm I'm seeing people who 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 claim out their mouth to adhere to these things, but man, their behavior and actions don't really match up. And that, and I'm speaking to all of us. You know, I'm not trying to um, exclude myself. We all just need to um, do better. And that's what I'm about. So you know, I want to see that going forward. Man, you're exactly right, though. I mean, I, I hear that all the time, white science, white science. I think we can all agree that African people were the first scientists on the planet. I mean, that's clear from the from the structures to the to the inner workings of the different spiritual systems to the different uh, high science you'll find in Africa, in various parts of Africa. So we understand that we were kidnapped victims. We understand that. But some of us are under the impression that they just took people. No, they, they took your science too. They took all of your inner workings of your spiritual systems. That came with that came with the people. So that's the foundation for what we call modern science today. That's a good point because um, the actual scientific method the the universal version of the scientific method that be, that could be applied uh, in all the different fields of science, we find that in Kemet, and we absolutely we, we discussed that uh, last year, the scientific method from the, from the start to finish. You know how how the questions are formed, the hypothesis are formed, then the testing, then you revisit the hypothesis, then then you you lay out your facts, and then your theory is an explanation of those facts, and, and people. People really have to just start learning the nomenclatures of the different fields of study, and I and I see that on Facebook a lot, where people will misuse words that are that are very specific words for different fields of study. You know, like for example, the most common one we see right now is this this uh, ape thing. They don't understand that you know, great ape and hom hominid are used synonymous for for the class of uh, by which human homo sapiens sapiens come out of or a part of this the label classification just like if I say I am a That's mammal true. human beings are mammals nobody has a problem with that but then you say human beings are great apes then people have a problem with it but only because they don't understand the classification you know the the labeling 
system. So I, you know, people, we really have to become more literate in um, in the different nomenclature depending on whatever field that people want to study. So uh, we need to really uh, focus on that. I mean, but Wujawa, you know, you have a great advantage of teaching people or, or learning the text of the Medunetra. But let's say somebody doesn't know Medunetra. Let's say somebody hasn't taken a class and they're looking for the origins of the scientific method. All you have to do is put it in Google and see who they give the credit to as far as who created the scientific method. And you'll find that they give the credit to Aristotle. Well, we all know where the Greeks got their knowledge from. We got on record Aristotle traveling to Kemen, Socrates traveling to Kemen, all the other Greek philosophers traveling to Kemen. So it's not hard to figure out who really created this method. And if you get uh, Mark Brunel's book, Black Athena, it'll shed even more light on it. You know, volume one, two, and three. The God Killer got that on his shelf. I got it on PDF. Well, I got version one and two. I need to get three. But these are these are logical deductions that you can deduce just from doing a little research. It's the same thing with uh, the father of medicine. They got it as uh, Hippocrates. We know him as Imhotep. Same situation. Right. So I think if people would just do a little research, just a little uh, comparative study, you can figure some of these things out on your own. There is no science, period, without the African. Right. When we were building pyramids, they was building uh, little rocks out of big rocks in Europe. <laughs> you know, Come on, I, man. Enough of I, that white science stuff. It's ridiculous. I think, I, I think it's a case of throwing the baby out with the bathwater because it's yeah, like, it it's like it if, if, if Europeans adopt an African practice and then and then a lot of time goes by and then when we look at it all we see is Europeans um, applying that practice and because of our view of Europeans through the slave holocaust and and all the above then we want to throw all of it out not realizing that what they're utilizing is our stuff in the first place so I think that's a lot of what's going on and we don't take the time out to really examine and make that distinction and, and keep the baby. Throw the bathwater out, but keep the baby. That's what we need to do. Absolutely. We can't let our hate for white folks stop us from practicing our own science. Yeah. For example, if, if, a, if a white person travels to Africa, as they usually do, and they live with an African tribe for 30, 40 years, right? And they study that African spiritual system. They get initiated in that African spiritual system. They start practicing all the traditional, you know, divinations, reading, whatever they're doing, right? And the white boy come back for after 30, 40 years and write a book. Some of us won't even look at the book because they'll say, oh, white person wrote that. But he has the empirical evidence and the knowledge of the study and the advantage of a knowledge of study that most people just won't have. So, yeah, I'm going to go buy his book. 
I'm going to read it too. And guess what? You can cross-reference that book with any African priest that you know. But don't just not read the book just because a white guy wrote it. Who cares? I don't care who wrote it. And you know what? You know what else with that? What what that's what that's also saying. Um, it's also it's also a sign of the lack of confidence that people that we we have as a people in our own abilities to discern, because in any time that you are lazily or or indiscriminately just tossing things out because of a white person writing it, then that means that you're not confident in your own ability to to sift through um, and discern what's right and what's wrong and so on and so forth, and that kind of sets you up because I don't care what color your skin is, uh, you know, brown-skinned people, dark, light, whatever, can can make mistakes and lie as well. So and, and Absolutely. And just because you write a book doesn't mean what you wrote in there is, is accurate. So Absolutely. So it's not about that. It's about the method, and it's about, it's about applying the appropriate method to allow us to know what is accurate and what is inaccurate, and that is the core of what science the tools of what the tools of science that that's what it gives us the ability to do that's what people have to understand once we understand that I think I think this whole in climate would change among the conversations that we have in the so-called conscious community I think it would change once people really wrap their minds around that you know you know you, you're exactly right and you know people won't read Robert Bouval's work because he's white they won't read uh, Alokun Fatumi, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Awo Falokun Fatumi's work because he's white. But then you go read a guy's work that changed religions uh, five times in 20 years. And, and Dr. York, you'll go read that, though. Right, and so have no problem with the, with the pseudo stuff that comes out of the, the Ansar, pure Sufi, the New Wapium Islamic Hebrews. What the hell is that? A new Wapian, I mean a Nubian Islamic Hebrew that he was doing in 1968. What is that? You'll go read that though and take that as law, but won't go read a book where a guy's done a comparative study of Africa, went to the continent, lived with the people. You won't read that because he happens to be white. I'm going to read the book and guess what? I'm going to critique the white boy information. And if he's right, he's right. If he's not, I'm going to bust his head. That's what we got to do, man. We got to critique I mean, everybody's information. Make sure it's accurate. That's fine. Yeah. Just think about it. You know what I'm saying? What do we use to critique? You know what I'm saying? We use dictionary. So we're going to say that that's the white man science too? <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> I mean we, can't, we can't do that. Man. If I threw out everything in my room that a white man had a, had a hand in, I, shit, I'd be sitting in this thing with four walls Hell, the hey, walls gotta go too. Hey, um, Ben, you we, we we wouldn't even be able to you, I wouldn't even be able to hear you say that because we have to, we have to all give up Google and Facebook. Yep, give it up. But 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 the thing is is that I mean it, it all comes back down to the um the ability to discern. And that's yes. that's what it's really all about. And that way we don't set ourselves up to be fooled by by anyone. Like it doesn't matter the color of the person. You know, pe people make that color issue an issue um, also out of laziness, you know, because in, in, in order to combat something, you have to study it. And, you know, in, in warfare, you have to know and understand your opponent anyway. So even, even in academic warfare 
or debating and so on and so forth, you have to understand what the person is arguing, what their claims are, right? To even um, know enough to argue against, if even if you should. So, for people to just call out, you know, why are you doing this? Because I mean, look at uh, Shekanta Diop and Diafalo Benga is a, a perfect examples. They they went head to head with the uh, mainstream academia at the time. But you got right. people that you got people today saying, well, you know, uh, they have degrees, so so you know they they studied under the white people. I'm like, you know, that's that's just a kind of sidestep. Started, man. Like you can't think for yourself once you get a piece of paper. Right, and then and then getting a a degree or PhD really, uh, you're actually you're actually employed to advance the study. Like all PhDs dissertations are supposed Absolutely. to. Are supposed to add on to the body of knowledge from the from the previous people, right? So it doesn't matter. You have freedom. You have freedom to to do a dissertation or or whatever the case is, depending on what level, um, to give your presentation. Like why you went to school. Like that's the purpose of you going. You learn it. You learn how to do literature review. Learn how to proper methodology on uh, studying, researching, uh, citations, the whole nine. In order to add, in order to add to the body of work, absolutely no excuse. You ain't just in there, you know, being you know led by a puppet master. Yeah, you got to learn certain things, academic standard, but you also have to write those papers, like you said, dissertations. You have to do your own thing. Nobody's writing that paper for you. Exactly, and you can go head to head with the previous people. That's your opportunity. That's your chance. Yeah. That's you your challenge chance. your professors. That's your chance. And it happens all the time. So, you know, we just got to get used to the process. So, I, And we and we act like African people weren't the first people to develop universities. You know, is a, is a university. Yeah. Waset is a university. Timbuktu is a university. All of the all of our uh, societies that the, the ECPI uh, society all of these societies that we had that they now deem secret societies, but we just deemed them as African spirituality, those were institutions. You came in as a young boy and you became a man. Rites, initiations, and, and uh, you know, ceremonies, those were our institutions. Right. And, Brother Ben, it's, it's something that, that we don't iterate enough. It's a lot of people that sit up there and say, like, oh, yeah, Kimmy had uh, gods and stuff too. You know, what was these temples that they was worshiping at? But they don't understand that these were institutions. institutions. These were like colleges. Higher learning. Yeah, those were, those were the Ivy League back then, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and not everybody got in. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So we don't iterate that enough when people make that claim that, oh, yeah, since y'all had, uh, 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 well, we're going to call them institutions. But since y'all had temples, y'all were worshiping God. So you can't say that Kimmy didn't have God. They can't use that. Because when we look at um, uh, George G.M. James' works and, and, and other works like that, and they'll show us that these individual um, uh, temples that they went to were different. Uh, like, 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 let's just say, for, for instance, uh, one temple might be just for gynecology. But we'll, we'll put it off like uh, Hathor. 
You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that might be the deity of that temple. But they had to go in there to learn how to go to college. You and know, also, so, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, in Kemet, they had um, a place or several places called Per Unk. And people literally translate the, the house of life. But these were wisdom centers. And within those complexes, they had what's called a Per Majat which is a word of a word that we would call a library. So these are institutions that had uh, full facilities to carry out the entire learning process from start to finish. And this is something that people don't emphasize because every, everybody focuses on the commercialization, the romanticism of, of different things, whether it's uh, pro or against it. But people don't really dive into what's really going on in the culture itself and, and like what made Egypt or Kemet so great? And this is something that I advocate, which is why I teach the language, so that people could take a, a, a peer, pierce into the minds of the people to know their psychology and, and, what, and their mental makeup on how they develop such an, um, an ordered and structured society of colleges and universities called temples, temple complexes, per Ankh, um, per Majat, and all these other different facilities that were clustered together uh, strategically. So that's the kind of stuff that we do need to emphasize, but people have to start off with the basics and really have a change of paradigm on how they're viewing these things. You can't, I mean, how how can we talk to people who will dog out a uh, African-centered scholar prior to even um, doing the knowledge on that African-centered scholar's uh, works? So we have we have to we have to really iron that stuff out first, and then we can absolutely march man. We, have to, we can march forward from there. Absolutely, man. It's it's, it's easy to just get you you know take you some time, see what the claims are, do a comparative analytical analysis on the claims versus what you already believe, and come to a logical conclusion. But that's just too hard for some of us. You know, I people come up to me all the time. You know, and they say, oh, man, Amara Squad, brothers, you brothers are brilliant. You Timo Cyrus, brothers, you brothers are brilliant. You Masi Warrior Clan, brothers, you brothers are brilliant. And I tell them, you know what the difference between us and most people are? We read the books. And we did the study. That's it. I wasn't I wasn't born, to my knowledge, with a, with a predisposition to, to, you know, break this information down faster than the average person. Not that I know of. It's just taking the time, man. It's just taking the time and really being dedicated to your craft. That brother Wujawa has been studying Metonature for years before he was, you know, qualified to be a SIBA, to be a teacher of Metonature. This thing, this ain't no fly-by-night microwave gonna happen in one year, two year, three years, and you're going to be studying this all your life. All your life. So there's no microwave scholarship over here. You're going to have to be putting in the time and doing something with this scholarship every day. So if you're really seeking the truth, understand that it's a never-ending journey. And that what you may believe strongly in this week may prove to be wrong the next week. So it's just about putting in the time, man. That's all. Yeah. Get your book and actually read it. I know a lot of people with Dr. Ben books, but I don't know a lot of people 
Yeah, I just want to say, you know, um, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a breath of fresh air to deal with people who who kind of get that and and um, you know, they do take the time out to actually learn and um, and have more discipline, more patience with their own capabilities, and then they learn and they and they move forward. They, it's you know, it's like solid progression, and um, you know, there's a group of brothers, the Seshumani Metonetra. Um, who studying the language? They they've um, taken a class with me on a beginner's level, but these brothers and sisters um, are doing are are um, transliterating, translating texts, uh, pieces of text, working on full text projects and things like that. And it's just good to see uh, that happening because eventually people are gonna um, see the work and then know that it could be done, and then. It's going to motivate. It should motivate others because a lot of people are intimidated because of their preconceived notions of of something being hard or or taking too much time or or whatever. But when we see more people do it, then it's like, all right, if they could do it, I could do it, or I could do this. I could learn genetics if so and so could learn genetics. Then you know, I just I just, I just got to put in the time. So I I would like to see more of that. I like to see more of our people jumping on board um, and applying different things so people so that people could see it. And then, then you know, because we're bandwagon people, we jump on the bandwagon. Let's jump on that bandwagon and make it happen. So, absolutely, absolutely, man. Hey, I got a quick question for you, Ajaro. Um, All right, peace, King. All right, now, well, I went through my own little um, trans uh, translation of the uh, actual Rosetta Stone. Um, back about three years ago, I want to say it was about three years ago, um, it was a pseudo claim that came out, uh, from a pseudo, pseudo guy, uh, <laughs> and he said, uh, that the Rosetta Stone had a ritual on it, uh, for the word blessing and the word blessing was supposed to be uh to be bathed in blood on the Rosetta Stone. You know what I'm saying? It was amazing when I first heard it, I said, Oh wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, I never heard of that before. So, you know, I went to go study it myself. Never seen anything that that got close to that. Um have in your own study of it. Have you ever seen anything that could uh, uh, validify uh, that pseudo claim? Uh, from what I um, can remember from doing these on the Rosetta, because that's something that you do, you're forced to um, learn about or study because of the claims of decipherment with Champollion and so on and so forth. Um, and it's actually a good thing, a, a good thing to study because it's an inter interlinear uh, text with Greek, Demotic, and Seshu and such uh, metal nature on it, which are people call hieroglyphs. Um, but I don't recall what you just said being in that. I, I you know, I know it to be a, de a decree for the particular um, king at the time, the Ptolemies. Um, but the details of having, you know, blood sacrifice and things like that, I, I don't recall that at all. So, but I would have to revisit it to really um, dig in to. to yeah. um, you know, but it's 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 been a, it's been a minute since I've um, looked at it or you know examined it in detail to 
to uh, try to answer what you're saying, asking about. But I don't recall that. I, I, that's something that I think I would remember. Yeah, because the actual person that actually made the <laughs> claim was uh, Ray Hagen. So, you know, of course, oh, he's, got, <laughs> he's got the buck <laughs> years back. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 went, I went in and I just said, let me just try to find this in there. And I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it at all. Right but, uh, read no thank you. Thank, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, because I, I, I love to learn. And if, and if people could point things out, because you know, uh, when, when people were saying that the Dendera Temple, the Temple of Hathor in Dendera, um, was talking about light bulbs and stuff like that, I was like, all right, let me, let me give it some consideration. And um and keep an open mind and let me look into it. I did that. Uh, the alien, the alien on the wall in the in the um, tomb of Ptahhotep. Um, what was another one? The uh, flying crafts in the uh, temple of Seti the First in Abydos. Mm-hmm. All these different things. I kept an open mind. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to learn. Teach me, teach me. But when I look into it from the uh, you know an angle, you know, dealing directly with the language and being able to translate the text and everything like that, it's, it's completely absent of that. So you realize that people have been... Yeah, they all fall short. Yeah, repeating and parroting um, different things. And that that's what we have to change. So that's that's what that's a, speaks to what I'm saying. I'm saying we have to slow down, learn, like learn. <laughs> learn to discern. Yeah, That should be a new slogan, learn to discern. That's what we got to do, learn to discern. That's it. Definitely. But all those things are false. I, I actually wrote articles on on those things, um, like two or three years ago when I when I did look at those things. So, um, even even okay, another one. Um, some people are using the the judgment scene. A lot of people know about the judgment scene in uh, you know, on the so-called Book of the Dead, the judgment scene where you have the scale scales and then feathers on one pan and the heart is on the other. Well, yeah, there's mean, one there's one particular scene. Or I should say, uh, primary source that is being used to say that it's talking about chakras because there there's like seven oh, shit. there's these different circles that are on this this um, scale. But come find out if anybody look at it, it they're not circles at all. They're simply stains on the on the papyri. If you, yeah. if, you if you get the primary source and look at it, you'll see these these stains on there, and nothing in the lit in the inscription say anything about chakras. Uh, seven, eight, fourteen, whatever number, it's, it's just not there at all. So, and that, that's not to say that something similar to a chakra wasn't conceived by Africans, but that particular source that people are trying to use, it's just not there. So, these are the kind of things that we have to um, change and be more diligent about. So, that, that's yeah. what I'm about, and that's what I push. Yeah, because I remember talking to you about that before and asking you that question. Because uh, uh, one of the elders had uh, had posed the uh, Shechem Shimra uh, as being shocker. Not doing it. So, so um, I remember talking to you about that before, and you clarified that. So that okay. was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that, yep. Um, so <laughs> we, um, you know, that's how we do it. We just gotta, we just gotta see. That's the thing. That's a, uh, we, all of us could grow. Cause I mean, I mean, if something's not right. And, you know, if you're an adult, if you have children and you know your child is doing something that's incorrect or wrong, you wouldn't be a good parent if you just allowed it to happen. So at some point, you got to step in and be the responsible, mature um, 
adult and fix things so that so that whoever comes up after we can start off on a good slate and then even build even further. So I think it's the attitude we need to have um, because you know I'm at the age now. I'm I'm. It's tricky for me. It's weird because I I'm not used to you know I'm I'm I, I can still see myself as young. So it's kind of hard for me to uh, <laughs> to look the other way and be like, oh man, I got I got to be more responsible. For the ones coming up, when I was the one that was coming up looking the other way, so it's like wow. So I'm I'm like in this phase, but we just got to do it. We got to be more responsible and um, demand more discipline out of the younger generations that are coming up. Mm -hmm. And actually, both of those actually tie into each other. You know, say by me starting off talking about uh, Ray, and by you bringing up uh, the chakras. Um, I, it was like a sermon he had or something like that. Like, man, somebody show me the chakra. You can cut open the human body and show me a chakra, and then I'll I go with it. But I could. <laughs> I could actually. You know what I'm saying? I could actually cut open the human body and show you the glandular system because that's all it is. There's no, it's nothing more than the glandular system. All of this light body and all of this craziness that people want to add on to the glandular system, that's on them. But we can show you these parts of the body where y'all talking about where the chakras are supposed to be at. And we can show you different gland glands that secrete certain um, uh, hormones. And the hormone, hormonal balance is a, is a key part of humans, human survival. Absolutely. All right. Like you said, man, just people just take stuff and uh, they just take it too far, man. Yeah, they, 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 they go way too far. The basis of the foundation of it be, you know, true, but then they just take it to a whole nother stratosphere, man. Exactly. You know, <laughs> just add on little little uh, claims that can't be substantiated. And, you know, they, they actually sometimes create a religion out of these things. So, you know, we just got to get back to our customs and traditions get back to the, to the scientific method that our ancestors created, get back to showing and proving, man. I mean, that's African tradition, showing and proving, man. If, if Shoshanetiket, if Imhotep would have told Shoshanetiket, you know, when he asked for the pyramid, or the Sakura pyramid, he'd been like, uh, can I see the designs for it? He'd have been like, uh, well, you know, they all in my head, man. No, that ain't gonna work. You gotta show me and prove, man. I need you to build me this step pyramid. No half damn stepping. Build me the pyramid. Show me how you gonna do this. So, you know, we gotta do the same thing in the conscious community. If somebody asks you for references, don't get defensive. Don't start yelling. Don't start, you know, getting upset. Either say, one, I got the reference. Two, I can get back to you with a reference. One of the two, man. It's too easy. There's no reason to get upset, man. I've seen people get asked for references and fly off the handle. You know, and I also uh, I encourage people to learn about logical fallacies because oh yeah, um, a lot of us are guilty of it. Before I before I learned about it, um, then you know I was guilty about it, and that goes into what I said. When you know better, you do better. So once I learned about logical fallacy, how to stay away well, from them, and why to stay away from them, then then you just do better. And we we um, so I encourage people to learn about logical fallacy because what you just said, some people argue um, 
you know, they had make the mistake of arguing for authority or based on authority and not necessarily just because you can just because you can quote an author doesn't mean that uh, that author is correct. But some people use right. that as like battering rams inside of these different arguments and things like that. It's it's really about the methodology and you being able to show the evidence to support the claims in the appropriate methods that are applied to that to let right. you know that if something's right or wrong. That's the real heart of it. And 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 you you can't microwave that. You can't microwave that process. No, you can't. You know, because when I ask you for a reference, you can't just say book of the day. Oh yeah. Right. Man. That's not a reference. <laughs> no. Try 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 asking for try asking for a reference and somebody say the uh the world book encyclopedias. Yeah, come on, man. Oh, you you do That's not a reference. That's not a citation. written a college level paper or you know even a high school paper these days, you're going to have to have a reference page. Either APA style, MLA style, and in that page you're gonna have to write the author, the page number, where you got the information. You can't just put the book. You got to get real specific and meticulous in where you got this information. So you, you know, can't, like he said, you can't say World Encyclopedia when I ask you where'd you get that information on Sumeria from. Oh, World World Encyclopedia. No, that's not gonna count. Hey. Right. Hey, peace. Hey, hey, hey brother. Oh, well, you still there? All right. That was a good conversation right there, man. Hey, real quick hey, before we... I appreciate everybody tuning in, man. All right. It's a good conversation, man. Um, we're going to start getting these ha hangouts back on the regular again. Get that going a little bit, man. There's a lot of foolery, foolership out there, man. Let's do it. Go ahead and sash right the airways. You feel with some real positive information, man. Alright. Uh y'all know what it is, man. I'm a raw squad up, man. Man, look for that team Osiris. I'm a raw squad team debate. Um and yeah, man. Young Farrell, we'll get your weight up, man. Before you holler at me, brother. I'm a raw squad up. Spears <laughs> is flying, pseudos is crying. Oh yeah. is flying. Bobby Warrior Clan. <laughs> and the Seahawks is crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man.